This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The NASCAR Busch Series entered the home stretch run here today, and there's a sense of urgency in the garage among the teams to put on stellar performances in the final four events this year. Hello and good afternoon, everyone. I'm Fred Armstrong alongside Dan Hubbard. And Dan, when you talk to the drivers, you get the feeling that this race is one of the most critical this season. Fred, only four events remain in the NASCAR Busch Grand National Series, and points become all the more critical. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Matt Kenseth are really doing the high wire act in terms of how aggressive they can drive. Do they push hard going for the win, risking an accident, perhaps damaging their championship hopes, or do they play it conservative, stay away from the wall, and take home the points in a top 10 finish? Dale Jr. and Matt Kenseth, your points leaders, are really walking that fine line to the points championship. You know, the big story here last year was the 105 degree heat that sent almost half of the drivers to the garage and nearly destroyed the racing surface. Now, since then, Gateway has undergone a total repaving, and the consensus is this is one of the most challenging racetracks on the circuit. It's a difficult track. Some drivers compare it to Richmond, others to Darlington, because turns one and two are very tight, turns three and four very loose, and the drivers have to come up with a compromise setting as to which turn combination they really want to nail in the car setup. So just about a sellout crowd here today. 35,000 people have jam-packed the stands, and Dan, a lot of those folks are here to see that uh, point battle get underway. That's right. You know, the sophomore bug has not yet bitten Dale Earnhardt Jr. In this, his second season, he has six wins and holds the lead in that points battle. But today, he starts outside the top ten. Can he take it to the front? Let's find out. He's with Gary Montgomery. Lucky 13, starting position for Dale Earnhardt Jr. in his AC Delco Chevrolet. Dale, an unfamiliar situation for you this uh this race, this is one of the few tracks you have some experience at. Of course, we've been talking about how last year was so hot and the track was breaking up. Uh, a completely different situation today. But how do you address this track uh, coming back with a little experience? Well, it, uh, you know, makes us feel a little confident about running good. We got a good car. Should have qualified a little bit better, but uh, rain and some other things have messed us up. But we got a fast car in practice, and we just keep our eye on uh, Matt Kenseth and that championship prize, but we're going to race to win like we've been doing all year long. Race to win from uh, the son of a great champion. 24 years old, six wins, three poles, 97 points in the lead right now with four races remaining. Just 97 points behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. is Matt Kenseth. He is tied with Little E for top five and top ten finishes. However, he trails in the win category. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with six, Matt Kenseth with three. And Matt told me uh, yesterday that it's going to take more than good finishes to beat Earnhardt. It's going to take some wins. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. Time is running out for this team, and they realize that. But Matt Kenseth, do you feel the sense of urgency building if you're going to win this championship? Well, not really. You know, uh, right? The team's got a really good race team. Uh, I'm not sure if we have the car we need to here to win the race today, but we're going to try real hard, and um, all we can do is the best we can. That's what we've been doing all year, and uh, there's no way we could do any more than that, so we're just going to have to see how it plays out. The command of fire engines has just been given as Matt Kenseth fires up his Lyco Chevrolet. They're going to do the best they can. So 43 cars roar to life down trackside. 35,000 people come to their feet. Here at the Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois, we're set for the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Napa! 
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. So as they sweep off the fourth corner, the pace car heads for pit lane and winding down to the start-finish line will be Shane Hall and Dave Blaney with Jeff Purvis and Glenn Allen in the second row. As we look down trackside, starter Carl Simmons puts the flag in the air and they head down the front straightaway. Shane Hall will get the jump on the start, but it's going to be a double-wide battle for the lead heading off to the first turn. Side-by-side coming into the corner. They both slide up the racetrack. Hall gets a bit loose, almost collides with Blaney and almost opens the inside lane for Purvis. Purvis bails out of the race for the lead. It's still double wide down the back straightaway. That's the form as they come to turn three as they get out of the gas and they'll give the advantage to Dave Blaney. He'll try to stick that Pontiac in. He'll wash up the banking in turn three, however. It's going to open the inside lane for Shane Hall. They're going to stay door handle to door handle as they come off turn four. Coming off turn four and down the front stretch for the first time as 40,000 fans come to their feet. Dave Blaney will lead lap one. Shane Hall in second and they are single file as they fly into turn one. Front six cars running single file. They are Dave Blaney, Shane Hall, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, Glenn Allen, and also Joe Bessie. Shuffles behind them. Buckshot Jones is on the move. He gets by Ed Perry to pick up a spot on the back straightaway. Buckshot will take that position, slide up against the outside retaining wall, and set up for turn three. Matt Kenseth now is getting a little antsy. He wants to get past Barrier for position as well. So far, the front of the field, single file. Working their way off the fourth corner, the leaders stay single file as they cross the start-finish line and put two laps up on the scoreboard. Blaney continues to lead, and Mike Bagley, it looks like he's opened it up just a bit. Yeah, he's got about two car lengths on Shane Hall, but the problem is Blaney can't keep the car down to the inside. Hall is all over Blaney's rear deck lid, almost mounted a charge for the lead, couldn't make it happen. They stay single file. Shane Hall will take a peek to the inside side of Dave Blaney halfway down the back chute. He'll think better of it and fall in his tire tracks. That's this end of the racetrack as well. Dave Blaney having a hard time keeping that Pontiac glued to the bottom of the speedway. It's going to open up the inside lane for Shane Hall off turn four. No doubt about it. Shane Hall is looking to the inside, but for the moment, Dave's behind Dave Blaney in the top spot. Jeff Purvis and Andy Santer and Glenn Allen are having a great battle for third and fourth. They remain single file, but it is hot and heavy for second, third, fourth, and fifth. Further back, we're about the 15th spot. Mike McLaughlin is on the move. He opens up the inside lane, gets up under Terry Earnhardt. Now David Green tries to mount the charge as well down the back stretch. Green drops his yellow Pontiac to the bottom of Kerry Earnhardt. Can't do anything with him there. Kerry Earnhardt in turn will swing up to the high side of turn three and try to put the move on Mike McLaughlin. But McLaughlin is strong. He'll slide up and put the block on off turn four. David Green trying to take the 16th place uh, position away from Mike McLaughlin as they race off the corner. Meanwhile, it gets pretty tight up front. It's tight for the eighth spot. Matt Kenseth opening the inside lane, getting up under Ed Barrier coming into turn one. Although Barrier rallies back in the outside lane. While he tries to do that, almost makes contact with the outside wall in turn two. Barrier does a good job job he'll straighten that forward back out and he'll hang on to the spot for the moment Matt Kenseth in turn is just a little wiggly as he jumps on the brakes coming into the corner Ed Barrier will hang on to that position as they cross the pedestrian bridge this also is a the good best race. battle on the track this is between Barrier and Matt Kenseth the struggle for seventh spot and it would appear Mike Bagley that Barrier has a problem in turns one and two can't keep it down on the bottom and that's where Kenseth looks to the inside he looks down to the inside just as Shane Hall is now for the lead gets into the side of Blaney Blaney slides wide Shane Hall dies for the 
bottom, double wide, full lead, down the back straightaway. Chevrolet and Pontiac, door handle to door handle, and Jeff Purvis now trying to take the second spot away, as Shane Hogg is successful. He is the new race leader coming off of the fourth turn. Jeff Purvis will hang on to second, and the battle is for third. Purvis rolls into the second position, side by side for third with Andy Santerre down to the inside of Dave Blaney as across the start finish line. So it's Shane Hall, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santerre, Dave Blaney, and Glenn Allen leading this one with six laps complete. Jeff Purvis slipped down to the inside of Shane Hall. He has taken the lead as he rumbles off to the first corner. Shane Hall relegated to second, Andy Santerre third. It's Dave Blaney fourth, Glenn Allen fifth, with Buckshot Jones in sixth, Joe Bessie in oh, seventh. Oh, trouble to turn two. Kerry Earnhardt slides up off the inside. Lane does a broad slide, slams into the outside wall, makes contact with Blaze Alexander. Both drivers able to drive away, but Kerry Earnhardt getting up out of the groove and into the outside wall here in turn two. Caution is on the speedway for the first time this afternoon as Kerry Earnhardt limps down the back straightaway towards the third corner. A hard hit out in the second turn. Let's go back out to turn two. Coming into turn one, Fred looked like Kerry Earnhardt got up and off the inside lane. The car started to slide. Blaze Alexander had nowhere to go. They made slight contact. Blaze Alexander has damage to the front end of his car and Earnhardt did a slow slide up the racetrack. Didn't hit all that hard, but did enough to make a lot of damage. Both drivers able to drive away and are at speed now under caution on the racetrack. We'll cover those pit stops as soon as they come in. Kerry Earnhardt looks like he's limping his way back to his pit. Lap number nine out of 200. We've already had three lead changes. Dave Blaney led on the first lap. Shane Hall took over at lap five. Jeff Purvis then is the leader at lap seven. Here comes Kerry Earnhardt crawling in. Looks like there's heavy damage there to the left side of the car. Let's check in. He's got also a right front that looks to be flat. Let's cover that pit stop now. Yeah, the damage mainly to the right front of Kerry Earnhardt's car. He coast in, uh, the car not under power, and uh, the right front is flat. In fact, his team's going to have to stop him, and I believe they are going to go ahead and push Kerry behind the wall. Extensive damage to the right front, and it's going to be a while before they can get this car fixed. A couple of other cars dive down the pit lane. This is a very early pit stop. We're talking about fuel mileage just a little bit ago, and it looks like somewhere around 80 laps, so some of the teams might be coming down the pit lane right now to maybe get a splash and see if they can't get a little bit of advantage when it comes down to fuel strategy here today. Todd Bodine is now paying a visit to the pits. Let's go down to pit road. His car was loose. They put in three rounds on the track bar and filled him up with fuel. Also pulled some tape off the front grill. Blaze Alexander has made it to pit road. Again, the damage mainly to the front of his race car. And uh, Blaze still has the engine going, so they're going to try to fix him up and get him out before they go down a lap. Kerry Earnhardt has already gone down one lap. So Kerry Earnhardt sits down on the pit lane and loses laps as they continue to work on the right side of his vehicle. Let's take a look at the lineup now as we're under caution for the first time here on lap number 10. 250 make up the distance, I should say 250 miles, 200 laps make up the distance here this afternoon. And with 10 down, Jeff Purvis is showing the way with Shane Hall second, Andy Santerre third, Dave Blaney is fourth, Glenn Allen fifth, Buckshot Jones sixth, seventh is Joe Bessie, it's Ed Barrier in eighth with Matt Kenseth ninth, Casey Atwood rides tenth with Randy LaJoy eleventh, twelfth is Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joe Buford rides thirteenth, fourteenth is Adam Petty with Mike McLaughlin in fifteenth. Sixteenth is David Green, Kevin Grubb rides in the seventeenth position, 18th, Tony Stewart. 19th, Hermie Sadler. Todd Bodine is being shown in 20th. Elton Sawyer, 21st. Blaze Alexander, 22nd. Tim Fidoa, 23rd. 24th is Mark Green. 25th, Bobby Hillen. 26th, Jason Keller. Curtis Markham is 27th. Lyndon Amick is 28th. Mike Dillon in the 29th spot. 30th, Phil Parsons. 31st, Nathan Butkey. 32nd, Wayne Grubb. 33rd, Jimmy Johnson. 34th, Jeff Krogh. 35th, Mark Krogh. And 36th, Patty Moise, 37th, Ashton Lewis, 38th, Elliot Sadler.
Blaze Alexander 40th, 41st is Ashton Lewis, Scott Hansen 42nd, and Kerry Earnhardt now is behind the wall as they push his car back to the garage area. Let's check in at the other end of pit road. Gary Montgomery, a couple of stops down your way. Yeah, Elliot Sadler was in along with Scott Hansen. Both made extended stops. There was a problem with the left rear on Elliot Sadler's car. They made repairs there. Hansen's car had a problem on the right rear, uh, but both got away without losing a lap. Blaze Alexander also comes back down the pit lane. They came out, made one lap. They're trying to stay on the lead lap if possible, and they continue to work on that car. Let's check in again with Marty Snyder. Well, they're doing a good job of staying on the lead lap. Now the uh, front patch is going on. They make big patches of tape. They're putting that tape on the front grill of Blaze's cars. He now is down away again, and uh, Blaze may not may have a clutch problem because the team is having to push him away every time he leaves pit road. We'll check on that, but they have done a good job so far to keep Blaze on the lead lap. He'll have to really struggle to stay on he gets the paddle to go as the green flag comes out. Carl Simmons launches him down the front straightaway. But Blaze Alexander is going to have to struggle to stay on that lead lap, Mike Bagley, as he heads out down the uh, pit access lane. And he will go one lap down as race leader Jeff Purvis heads the way down the back straightaway. Now the challenge is on for the second position, headed to turn three. Andy Santeri on the inside of Shane Hall as they come to the corner. But Shane Hall gets on the brakes latest. He'll hang on to the second spot. Santeri will fall on his tire tracks. They're going to go single file back to start finish. Andy Santer, the rookie, showing some early strength here at Gateway. Qualified sixth, currently running in the third spot, but now is chasing down Shane Hall in second as they go into turn one. Shane Hall's losing ground to the race leader, Jeff Purvis. Purvis has about three car lengths on him coming into turn two. Now it stacks up from fourth on back. Dave Blaney feels the challenge. Now as there's trouble up in turn number two, Perry Tripp spins around, makes contact with Eric Jones. Jones slides down to the inside. Perry Tripp's car now refires and drives away. Damage to the rear end of his machine as his bumper lays in turn two. Caution on the speedway for the second time this afternoon. It comes out on lap number 13. A couple of cars spinning down in the second corner. Let's check back in with Mike Bagley. Yeah, Perry Tripp came into turn number one. Fred looked like the rear end broke loose and made contact with another machine. He spun all the way around and almost had it saved until he made contact with another machine. Tripp's been able to drive away. His bumper has not. It lays on the pavement in turn two. Back down in the garage area. Meanwhile, Kerry Earnhardt's machine continues to, uh, well, they're trying to affect repairs there. Gary Montgomery, what's yeah, going they, on? Yeah, they certainly are. Well, what's going on? A little bit of everything. There's damage to both sides of the car, as we reported earlier. We'll get a word in here with Kerry. Kerry, what happened? Uh, we, we was all racing, you know, pretty clean. Everything went down turn one. Blaze got up underneath me and booted me up in the, in the one there. He turned me around. We got up in the wall there at the right front. And, uh, you know, it was just one of them racing incidents. One of those racing deals for Kerry Earnhardt, but he's uh, he's down but not out. They're going to get this thing back in. So we're under caution on lap 14 of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Jeff Purvis is in the top spot. Shane Hollow second. Andy Santer third. Dave Blaney fourth. And Glenn Allen rounds out the top five. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires.
From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway. Pit stops underway down trackside and a second stop for Todd Bodine. He came in just a moment ago to take advantage of this caution. Marty Snyder, what's going on there? Yeah, these cautions have not hurt Todd at all. The car is uh, extremely loose. They came in earlier. They put three rounds of track bar down, which should uh, tighten up the car from the center off of the corners. But uh, that still wasn't good enough. Todd went out. Got the advantage of that two or three lap run. Said the car was still loose. This time they made a wedge adjustment and a track bar adjustment trying to tighten him up. Earlier, he had a garbage bag on his front grill section. And the car in the first few laps has started to overheat. So Todd Bodine now with adjustments back out on the racetrack. 16 laps up on the scoreboard. Carl Simmons flies the green. Everybody scrambles down the front straightaway. Blaze Alexander tries to get a lap back, but he can't do it. He'll fade back to go side-by-side side with a second-place machine as the leaders rumble off to turn one. Shane Hall clears Blaze Alexander. Likewise, Andy Santer and also Dave Blaney. The front four are free of lap traffic and race single file down the back straightaway. Further back, here's Matt Kenseth on the move. He breaks out of line, tries to make a pass on Ed Barrier on the back straightaway. Strong down to the bottom of the track is Kenseth just in front of him another move being put on Buckside Jones able to get past Glenn Allen that's the single file battle now as it shapes out coming off of the fourth turn and while all those battles are going on it really heats up for second as Andy Santer and Shane All almost came together in turn four Santer will try to take the inside line away as they dive into turn one he stuffs the nose down to the inside hangs the wheels on the inside makes brief contact with Shane Hall coming into turn two he was up alongside for a moment Hall was able to rally back at the exit of turn two now Santer will try again on the back straightaway. The Santer is losing another spot. Blaney now will swing to the high side and Blaney will get past Santer. Santer in turns now going to be challenged by Buckshot Jones, but Santer will have none of that. He'll go back to the inside as they head down the front stretch. Looking to the inside of Blaney for the fourth position coming off the turn, but Blaney will get it as they head down the front straightaway. Everybody thins out single file as they rumble off to the first turn. That race is for the third spot now. Dave Blaney has it. Andy Santer trying to take it away. Further back challenges there with Randy LaJoy. Ed Barrier and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Barrier almost slaps the outside wall. Everyone able to get back in line and race single file off turn two. Single file coming into turn three as these drivers get out of the gas and touch the brakes. Going to fell on the throttle just a little bit. Now Buckshot Jones, the fifth place runner, washes up the banking ever so slightly, but will hang on to his position. All this shuffling going on behind the leader, Jeff Purvis, who has about one second lead over second spot, Shane Hall. Best battle on the track might be between Ed Barrier and little Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt Jr., that is the fight for 10. That is the battle for the 10th spot. Earnhardt Jr. tried to open the inside lane. Barrier's been successful, though, at blocking it. Off of turn two. He's not successful this time. Earnhardt's on the move. Ford and Chevy battle as they come to turn three. Barrier hanging on to that spot for the moment. He's going to ride a half a lane higher than Dale Jr. in turns three and four. Jr. trying to stick the nose of his AC Delco Chevrolet underneath. The battle is on the front stretch. Ed Barrier slides up the banking ever so slightly coming off the corner and underneath the pedestrian bridge. And here comes Earnhardt to the inside, side by side with Barrier off to turn one. So Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes the 10th spot, shuffles Ed Barrier back to 11th. Challenges now for the third spot. Andy Santer steps out 
out of line. Gets a fender up alongside. Now trouble. Tim Fiedel spins off turn two. Spins down to the inside. Everybody going to his outside as Fiedel will, will turn pirouettes off the second corner. Fiedel now refires the car. Nails the gas and gets on it and drives away off of turn two and down the back straightaway. So as Fidoa gets back underway, we stay green. 22 laps up on the scoreboard. And Jeff Purvis, he's beginning to check out Mike Bagley as he shuffles off to two. Got about six car lengths on Shane Hall, who runs second. Hall has about two car lengths on a great race for the third spot. Dave Blaney's trying everything he can to hold off the advances of Andy Santer down the backstretch. Snaking down that backstretch to Santer, look to the inside. Blaney put the block on. Then they swung back to the high side as they enter turn number three. They're going to stay single file as they work their way back to the start Line. Working lap number 22 of 200. By the way, on that Tim Fito spin, it looked like David Green got a part of that action. He slammed the wall to the backstretch there with the right side of the car, but he is still motoring around. Doesn't seem to be too much off the pace. Let's go through the order board, if you would. Jeff Purvis is in the top spot. Shane Hall in second. Dave Blaney third. Andy Santer fourth. Buckshot Jones is fifth. Glenn Allen in sixth. Matt Kenseth is in seventh. Joe Bessie ninth. Randy LaJoy Excuse me, let's say Joe Bessie is eighth, Randy LaJoy ninth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the tenth position. Ed Barrier riding along in eleventh, twelfth is Joe Buford, Mike McLaughlin thirteenth, fourteenth is Casey Atwood, Adam Petty is fifteenth, with Tony Stewart sixteenth, seventeenth is Elton Sawyer, Kevin Grubb eighteenth, nineteenth is David Green, Hermie Sadler riding along in the twentieth position with Linda Namick twenty-first, twenty-second is Nathan Butke, Bobby Hillen rides twenty-third, twenty-fourth is Phil Parsons with Todd Bodine twenty-fifth, Wayne Grubb in the twenty-sixth position, Mark Green twenty-sixth, 27th, 28th is Jeff Crow, Jimmy Johnson 29th, 30th is Johnny Chapman. Mike Dillon is 31st, 32nd Elliot Sadler, 33rd Mark Krogh, 34th Eric Jones, 35th Ashton Lewis, Perry Tripp is 36th, Scott Hansen 37th, Tim Fidoa 38th, Patty Moise 39th, Curtis Markham is 40th, 41st Blaze Alexander, 42nd Jason Keller, and 43rd Kerry Earnhardt, who is still in the garage there working on that car. A couple of pit stops underway right now. Curtis Markham drives down the pit lane. He's in front of Gary Montgomery. Yeah, the front end of the uh, Snyder National Chevrolet has all been up there pounding away with a hammer. They're the headed up on Jackson Jackson down. It's now manpower and hammer trying to start it out, but it's definitely messed up a bunch. That's the uh, Curtis Markham driving in the Snyder car today in relief of Dick Trickle. Jason Keller also came down the pit lane. We noticed that he had slowed on the racetrack dramatically just a few laps ago. He visited his pit stall, and now bad news for Curtis Markham. They begin to push his machine back towards the garage area, so some very serious damage on that machine will take him out for now. Let's check down on pit road. Fred, the problem with Jason Keller's car is it simply quit on the racetrack. They didn't know if it was electrical or gas. They got it, and it was an electrical problem. They hit the right button or whatever, and it fired, and he's back on his way. Working lap number 26. We're having a pretty good battle now from about third on back. This is a great group of cars. Dave Blaney in the third spot. Andy Santer in fourth. Buckshot Jones in fifth. Glenn Allen in sixth. The man on the move, however, as they cross the stripe and head their way to turn one is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's going to climb on the back bumper. Matt Kenseth here in a bit. He's trying to join that party, that battle from third on back. He's trying to make it a six-way race coming into the corner, and Earnhardt Jr. has his car nailed all the way down to the inside of the racetrack. The next car in his sights will be Matt Kenseth. For now, Earnhardt's got about three car lengths to make up before he can challenge Kenseth. Earnhardt has made a couple of those passes right here in turn three. He was able to outbreak the competition and get to the bottom side of the speedway a little bit quicker than the rest of the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is on the move. So as Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Matt Kenseth battle for seventh, Jeff Purvis, Shane Hall, Dave Blaney, Andy Santer, and Buckshot Jones show the way with 28 laps complete. 
Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway. I'm Fred Armstrong alongside Dan Hubbard. Just a moment ago, Jason Keller came down the pit lane for a quick stop. But first of all, let's check down in the garage area with Gary Montgomery. I'm standing alongside Curtis Markham. Curtis, you've injured your Chevrolet and ruined the radiator. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, you know, the Snyder National Chevrolet was running really good. The guys did a great job on it. We were running the high line through one and two and had a good run coming off the corner and everybody stopped. I don't know what, something must have happened up front. Somebody got sideways. Everybody got on the brakes and just a chain reaction. I got in the back of Tim Fedewa. You know, I didn't mean to do it, but everybody stopped in front of me. That's a word from Curtis Markham, but the crew is working. They'll have this uh, Chevrolet back in the race here in just a few laps. Jason Keller is also off the pace. We'll get an update on that in a moment. Right now, however, coming off of turn two and down the back stretch, there is a battle developing. This is between Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, and Buckshot Jones. They're headed to turn three. All three of those cars now single files. They come into the third corner. Jones is in front of the Earnhardt-Kenseth battle. They work back to turn number four. Earnhardt Jr.'s car washes up the nine-degree banking ever so slightly. Does not open up the inside lane for Kenseth. They're back on the front stretch. Those three cars continue to battle. That's for the fifth position as Buckshot Jones comes down the front straightaway and across the line. That'll shuffle off to the first turn. Last time by, Earnhardt Jr. made a power move coming into turn one to take the sixth spot away from Matt Kenseth. Dove his Chevrolet, Earnhardt did, down to the inside of Kenseth. Now Earnhardt is free of Kenseth. He tries to set his sights on Buckshot Jones down the backstretch. That distance between Earnhardt and Buckshot Jones is down to three car lengths. Earnhardt Jr. again, late braking. That's the key getting into the third corner. He's chopped that distance down to two car lengths as they hit the front stretch. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who qualified 13th at this race, currently in the sixth position, fighting with the other points leader, Matt Kenseth Jr. is the leader of that points battle by 97 points, and now Matt Kenseth fills his mirrors as they go into turn two. Earnhardt Jr. is shoveling on the coals. He has tracked down Buckshot, Jr. Buckshot Jones. They race single file down the back stretch. Buckshot hanging on to that car length advantage on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth is filling up the mirror of Earnhardt as they work into turn number four. Buckshot's Pontiac will go up the banking half a lane. Not able to capitalize as Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're going to stay single file. It's been kind of an up and down year for Jason Keller. His best finish this year was a fifth at Bristol. His best 1998 start at 12th at Myrtle Beach. And right now he's on trouble and in trouble on the racetrack. Gary Montgomery, what's the story there? I'm with his crew chief, Harold Holly. And Harold, what's wrong with your Chevrolet? Well, the car's really good right now, but we had a coal wire separate. We tried to put it back together, but the vibration got to it and pulled it back apart again. So we had to, we had to pit again and come back in and uh, had to get the old famous duct tape and tape it back together. So maybe it'll stay in there to the next caution where we can get it fixed a little bit better. Just too bad because Jason's really hustling the car out there. We had a really good car. We had high hopes for today. We ain't going to give up. We're going to try to get some of these flags back and try to get the best chance we can. He's got a good hot rod out there. That's what it is about these racers. They never give up. A loose coil wire, the quick fix didn't work. They hope this one does. Working lap number 38, Jeff Purvis is still your leader by 1.8 seconds over Shane Hall. Dave Blaney is in third, Andy Santer fourth, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. has caught Buckshot Jones into turn three. Buckshot washes up the banking Earnhardt's trying to capitalize, as is Matt Kenseth. Can't do anything with Buckshot as they hit start finish. Yeah, Buckshot Jones has been riding that higher line through turns one and two and also through three and four. Earnhardt Jr. has been able to dig down to the bottom, but he can't quite get by. We'll see if he can do it in turn one. Earnhardt's trying to take the fifth spot away from Buckshot Jones as Jones's car again slides up the racetrack. Earnhardt's car digging right down at the bottom and Matt Kenseth's car lower than even Earnhardt's. They shuffle out single file headed to turn three. It is a high speed chess match as these drivers try to outmaneuver each other. 
As Fred mentioned, Buckshot runs a little bit higher line in three and four. Earnhardt Jr. tries to get to the bottom again, but cannot find the horses under the hood to pass Buckshot. Everybody coming to their feet at Gateway International Raceway, trying to watch Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get around Buckshot. Jones could not do it down the front stretch. He'll try again into turn two. Positions three, four, five, six, and seven are up for grabs, and now the sixth spot changes position. Here's Matt Kenseth. He digs down to the inside of Earnhardt. He will make the pass, and he pulls away from Earnhardt, headed to turn three. Earnhardt falls off a of Kenseth back deck by three, now make it four car lengths as Andy Santero will wash up turn three's nine-degree banking and try to open the inside lane as Buckshot Jones, and now Kenseth in turn is going to break on uh, Buckshot's back bumper. And again, the crowd rises to its feet as down the front straightaway, Matt Kenseth gets by Earnhardt Jr. This is what they came to see, the two drivers vying for position in the points and for position on the racetrack. They're in turn two. Kenseth is on the move. Buckshot Jones slides way wide up off the inside lane. It opens up for Matt Kenseth. And Kenseth is there, side by side for the fourth spot, down the back straightaway. Kenseth gets a nose out in front of Buckshot's Pontiac and give the position to Matt Kenseth. He'll clear Buckshot's car as they work through turns three and four. And Matt Kenseth now will set his sights on Andy Santer under the pedestrian bridge, back to start finish. So Matt Kenseth will take over the fifth spot from Buckshot Jones. Dale Earnhardt Jr. momentarily was off the pace, now seems to be back on it as he heads to turn one. Earnhardt now trying to capitalize on Buckshot Jones's chassis ills. Jones again slides up the racetrack, opens the inside lane for Earnhardt. He'll dig down to the bottom, now get back in line, headed to turn three. Just in front of them, Matt Kenseth will try to go to the bottom of the speedway. This is the battle for position with Andy Santer. Santer running a half a lane higher than Matt Kenseth, and Kenseth is there. He's knocking on the door on start, uh, going back to start finish. Matt Kenseth is a man on a mission. He's got a lot of points to make up, only four races to do it, and right now he's just trying to grab one more position on the racetrack. The race is for fourth, off to turn one. Kenseth running in the fifth spot, trying to hope Andy Santer will make a mistake and try to take the fourth position away. Santer makes it in turn two. He slides up the racetrack, opens the inside lane for Kenseth, while Earnhardt goes for Buckshot Jones behind those two cars. Couple of good battles. Matt Kenseth is able to rub a little paint with Andy Santer, so give Kenseth that position, and just behind them is back. Mike Bagley touched on it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was able to slip past Buckshot Jones. All right, Matt Kenseth gets by Andy Santer for the fourth position, and Andy Santer in a points battle himself. This would be for the Ray Bestis Rookie of the Year Award. Currently, Santer leads that battle, but he's just in front of Wayne Grubb by about 250 points. Leaders heading off turn two and down the back straightaway. Still a huge lead for Jeff Purvis as he rumbles off to turn three. Yeah, Jeff Purvis is in his own zip code as he works back to the corner. He'll lap Scott Hansen. Patty Moise's damaged car is there as well. Jeff Purvis very strong and very smooth through turns three and four. Back to start finish. Just a few laps ago, Matt Kenseth blew by Little E to the inside. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. looked like he might be off the pace. Marty Snyder, any concern down there? Well, he wasn't off the pace. The reason that Matt Kenseth uh, got by Dale Earnhardt Jr is that Dale Earnhardt Jr. let him go by. The reason for that is because Dale Earnhardt wants some clean air and he needs to have the cars running as far away from him as he can because their water temperature is up to 225 degrees. Some concern in the AC Delco pit, but not overall concern. They are not overly worried about this. They just want to get him in clean air so he can cool down that water temperature. 
Things have pretty well settled down on the racetrack. This will give us an opportunity to give you a full field rundown. Jeff Purvis continues to show the way with Shane Hall second, Dave Blaney third, Matt Kenseth rides fourth, Andy Santer fifth, sixth is Dale Earnhardt Jr., Buckshot Jones is seventh, eighth is Glenn Allen, ninth Randy LaJoy, and tenth is Joe Bessie. Eleventh, Casey Atwood, twelfth, Ed Barrier, Mike McLaughlin rides in the thirteenth position, Tony Stewart is fourteenth, Elton Sawyer fifteenth, David Green sixteenth, Kevin Grubb is seventeenth, eighteenth is Lyndon Amick, nineteenth Hermie Sadler, 20th is Adam Petty. Bobby Hillen rides 21st. Todd Bodine is 22nd. Joe Buford 23rd. It's Nathan Budke in the 24th spot. 25th is Phil Parsons with Rain Grubb. 26th. 27th is Mark Green. Jimmy Johnson's 28th on the racetrack. 29th is Jeff Krogh. And Elliot Sadler is 30th. 31st, Johnny Chapman. 32nd, Mark Krogh. 33rd, Eric Jones. Mike Dillon is 34th. Tim Fidua in the 35th spot. Ashton Lewis uh, being shown a lap down is 36th. We'll check on that in just a second. Scott Hansen, 37th. Patty Moise 38th, Perry Tripp 39th, 40th, Blaze Alexander, Jason Keller 41st, 42nd is Curtis Markham, and 43rd, Kerry Earnhardt. We've had two lead changes among three drivers. I should say three lead changes among three drivers as Dave Blaney took the early lead. Shane Hall was uh, the second driver to lead. Jeff Purvis has led from lap seven. Only two cautions here this afternoon. The first one coming out on lap eight is Kerry Earnhardt crashed down in the second corner and Perry Tripp with a crash in turn two brought out the second and final caution today here so far on lap number 14. A couple of cars coming back out of the garage. Kerry Earnhardt just a few laps ago rejoining the field and just now Curtis Markham rumbles down the front straightaway. A lot of tape on the front end of his machine. However, he comes up to speed down the backstretch as we continue on with 50 laps complete. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway just outside of St. Louis in Madison, Illinois, where the NASCAR Bush Series is on tap this afternoon with the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Alongside Dan Hubbard, I'm Fred Armstrong, Alex Hayden, and Mike Bagley covering the corners here for us today. Gary Montgomery and Marty Snyder down pit side. The wind has kicked up to such an extent here at Gateway International Raceway that it's affecting the handling of some of the cars. Let's check in with Marty Snyder for an update. Well, Mike Bagley mentioned in the open of the show about 40-mile-an-hour winds here at Gateway. This is very much like what we saw at Pikes Peak back in uh, June, I believe it was, when we were at Pikes Peak. The teams are at getting tight conditions off of the corners, and that's caused by the wind because the wind pushes the cars. So a lot of teams are planning to make adjustments based on the wind, basically, because they're tight off of the corners. Just another element that the crews are going to have to deal with here today, something just a little bit different. And later on in today's race broadcast, the MRN Radio Pit reporters will select the winner of the Wagner Brake Super Crew Award, the pit crew that receives the most nominations for teamwork and performance to advance their driver's position during today's race will receive $500 from Wagner Brakes. Good battle going on. This will be for the fourth position between Andy Santer and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're going into turn three. Earnhardt Jr. has that spot. Santer follows right in his tire tracks. Both cars want to go up the banking just a little bit. Second lane starting to come in in turns three and four as that battle calms down. Earnhardt Jr. worked on Santer lap after lap, finally got the position away. That would be fourth, but Santer does not want to let him go. And Buckshot Jones wants to make it a three-car fight as they head into turn one. Santer closes in on the rear deck lid of Dale Earnhardt Jr. in turn two, but Santer's car sliding up off the inside lane so Santer not able to mount a charge while all that racing is going on it's allowed Buckshot Jones to close in in turn three. Single file as they swing to the high side and put another lap on the Kerry Earnhardt ailing machine the battle still single file as they come off the fourth turn. Beginning to creep up on the backside of Dave Blaney. Blaney running in the fourth spot now. Dale Earnhardt fifth, Andy Santer sixth and Buckshot Jones back in the seventh spot. Those three cars shuffle across the start finish line only a couple of car lengths apart and head off to turn one. Staying single file coming into the corner. We're seeing Dale 
Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car now tracking very well down to the inside of the racetrack as Kerry Earnhardt has another problem in turn number two. Looked like the left front locked up and it caused a couple of cars to check up or slam on the brakes. The first of those is Casey Atwood. The other of those is Randy LaJoy. Those two cars almost came together, but everyone was able to part peaceably here in turn two. Crossing the stripe now is Jeff Purvis on lap number 57 out of 200. However, Shane Hall is starting to gain ground on the leader. They're into turn two. And Matt Kenseth in third spot has gained ground on Shane Hall. Now Kenseth wants to make a move for the second spot. Kenseth dives out of the inside of Hall to try to take the second spot away down the back stretch. Side by side as they work halfway down the back suit. Who's going to outbreak the other? Right now it's going to be Shane Hall, but Matt Kenseth hard on the brakes. The back end of the car wiggles around a little bit. He'll take the inside line that is preferred through turns three and four, and they're going to continue their fight on the front stretch. Matt Kenseth blows to the inside of Shane Hall, grabs a position, but Hall battles back to the outside. Kenseth goes low, Hall up high. They're side by side for second, off to turn one. Racing double wide, coming into the corner. Advantage, Kenseth in turn two. Kenseth will grab the second spot. Shane Hall has nothing to do but fall in line and follow Kenseth's tire tracks down the back stretch. Single file the order as the leaders work to the high side putting laps on some of the slower cars. Kenseth hanging on to that spot. He'll wash up the banking ever so slightly as that second lane starting to come in a little better. I think that's going to be the line for the leaders now as the majority of them work the high side in turns three and four. Jeff Purvis had a lead over two seconds. That lead has now shrunk to 1.4 and may continue to shrink to Matt Kenseth and Shane Hall as they go to turn one. And the problem is Jeff Purvis has not been able to catch the lap traffic to his liking. Normally, you'd want to catch them down the back straightaway, but Jeff Purvis has been catching lap machines in the corners, forcing him to make extra moves in the turns, either going wide and really sliding up the racetrack further than he'd want, or pinching the car down to the inside and scrubbing speed off. So right now, Purvis is starting to see Matt Kenseth draw closer in his rearview mirror. That scenario unfolds once again for Purvis as he heads into the third corner, and Mike Bagley, the lead begins to erode as they come across the start-finish line, only 1.3 seconds as they haul it off to one. Ashton Lewis has just been put a lap on by race leader Jeff Purvis. It held Purvis up a touch, and Matt Kenseth now pulling away from Shane Hall in third. Kenseth is on track to catch race leader Jeff Purvis. However, he's going to have to deal with that lap car of Ashton Lewis first. Jeff Purvis working the second lane through turns three and four. Then Ashton Lewis has two car links on Matt Kenseth, your second place runner. Kenseth's going to try to put that lap on him and set his sights on the leader. Top ten cars are pretty well spread out now. Jeff Purvis in the top spot. Matt Kenseth second. Shane Hall third. Dave Blaney rides in the fourth position. Fifth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Sixth, Andy Santer. Seventh is Buckshot Jones. Glenn Allen is eighth. Casey Atwood, in a great run here today, is ninth. Ed Barrier is in the tenth position. 61 laps up on the scoreboard. Most of the team said somewhere between 70 and 80 would be the fuel window. And Marty Snyder, we seeing any rumblings down there on pit road yet? I think we're looking more towards 80 laps. So in about 20 laps, you'll start seeing pit stops. The big factor was that last year, nobody really got a fuel run in because there were no long green flag runs. They, most of the teams had planned to try to get a fuel gauge in happy hour as to how long they could run. Well, happy hour was cut short because of darkness last night. So a lot of the teams don't really know how long they can run. The guess is around 80 to 85 laps. Most teams are sure they can go 80. They're wondering if they can go 85.
Fight for sixth starts to fly down the back stretch. Andy Santer ran as high as third today, now is in sixth, but Buckshot Jones is hot on his bumpers. They go into turn three. Indeed he is, Dan. He's right in the mirror of Andy Santer. The work in the second lane as they come off the fourth turn. They're going to stay single file back to start finish. Buckshot Jones digs down to the inside, coming off the fourth corner, then swings wide. Andy Santer kind of zigs and zags off the corner, trying to ruffle up the air just a bit. They'll haul it off to the first corner, nose to tail. Racing for the sixth spot in turn number two. Meanwhile, the race for the lead tightens up. Matt Kenseth has caught race leader Jeff Purvis headed to turn three. Purvis hangs on to the spot. They're trying to swing to the inside of turn number three, putting a lap on Mike Dillon's machine. Both Jeff Purvis and Matt Kenseth able to do so, but they've got heavy traffic just in front of them. Jeff Purvis is all but trapped in laugh traffic coming off the fourth corner, and Kenseth is on his back bumper across the line. 64 laps on the scoreboard. Kenseth on the move. Here comes Kenseth. Now he had been going to the inside for the last few laps to make passes. Now he takes a peek to the outside. Nothing there. He digs down to the inside as now Purvis tries to clear a lap car. Here's Kenseth. He goes three wide for the lead on the back straightaway. Three wide, but Kenseth says no thanks on that. I'll drop back in line as they put a lap on Mark Krogh's machine. Jeff Purvis will hang on to the race lead. Matt Kenseth is filling up the Lance Snacks rear view mirror as they hit start finish line area. Kenseth checked up ever so momentarily just to get a good run coming off of turn four. The Lance Snack Chevrolet of Jeff Purvis seems to be ailing a bit as it comes off of turn four, but still, Kenseth cannot take the lead away as they race into turn two. And they've got clear racetrack, and Purvis slides up the racetrack, opens the inside lane for Kenseth. Kenseth closes in. He's on the back bumper of race leader Jeff Purvis down the back stretch. Going to stay that way halfway down the back suit, approaching 170 miles an hour before they get out of the throttle and set the car down to the bottom of the speedway. Single file. The Order. Jeff Purvis hanging on to the spot. Matt Kenseth sizing him up as they hit the front stretch. Clear of lap traffic. Jeff Purvis trying to hold on to the lead with Matt Kenseth breathing down his neck. Shane Hall third, Dave Blaney fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides fifth with 66 laps complete. Matt Kenseth has just dove down to the inside of Jeff Purvis trying to grab the lead, and he will on lap number 68. He becomes the fourth leader of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 as he heads off to the first turn. Getting very close to our first round of pit stops here at the Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois, as the NASCAR Bush Series continues to cycle around this racetrack. 70 laps are up on the scoreboard of the 200 that will make up the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here today. Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Shane Hall, Dave Blaney, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. are the top five. Jeff Purvis led this race from lap four to lap 67, then Kenseth caught him in a hurry. Is there a problem on the Purvis automobile? Let's check in with Marty Snyder. Well, we mentioned in the pre-race that we thought long runs would be a big key today. We're seeing that come to fruition right now. The longer the run, the better Matt Kenseth is. Same for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Same for Casey Atwood. For some 20 laps, Casey Atwood was the fastest race car on the track. Not the case for Jeff Purvis. Their car, more set up for the short runs. They are not as good on the long run to say Matt Kenseth is. That's why it seemed like Jeff Purvis was backing up to Matt Kenseth, but the case was Matt Kenseth is just the best car on the racetrack right now. One of the drivers really struggling out there right now to get back up front is Tim Fidoa early on today. Fidoa had a pretty good spin coming off the second corner. He managed to stay on the lead lap, but Gary Montgomery, they're just having a battle to get back up front. Yeah, the problem, uh, Fred, is the back of the car is all messed up from that crash earlier, and that's uh, got, caused an aerodynamic problem. They're hoping for a caution, and they right now they really love a caution because they're in danger of going left down. They get a caution period, they can bring it in and put some tape on the back and hopefully streamline a little bit. He was sixth here last year. He's sixth in the point standings. He was hoping for a great run, but it's uh, right now it's not looking real, real well for the driver out of Michigan. 
Working lap number 72, Matt Kenseth being shown in the lead by 1.2 seconds over Jeff Purvis. Let's give a mention a tip of the cap to Adam Petty, the fourth generation driver who is making his first Bush start here today. Uh, Adam Petty is going to run three Bush races this year. Adam Petty currently running in the 24th position. As a matter of fact, that's kind of one of the big stories here this weekend, Dan. There's quite a few drivers in the field here today that are uh, brand new drivers to the series. We have some drivers who have just made a few starts, but a lot of new ones, Scott Hansen, Adam Petty, Eric Jones, Joe Buford, and Jimmy Johnson, all drivers making their first start here today. Right now, pit side, we have pit stops underway. Let's check in first with Marty Snyder. These are some earlier pit stops. Buckshot Jones is in as well as Andy Santer. Buckshot is having the same problem Andy is having. They are both top off the corners possibly because of wind two rounds down on the track bar for buckshot jones also one round down for andy santer Hermie sadler is also in right now they're having an engine problem there are some more cars in front of gary montgomery let's check in with gary montgomery and that would be joe bessie up here having some problems putting gas in the car right now they took about a dozen rounds of wood out of the car uh, but he's now on his way one of the crew members falls but uh, everything okay joe bessie having a little bit of problem here on pit road these pit stops coming at lap number 75 a bit earlier than we anticipated we thought they would come in around lap number 80 to 85 as wayne grubb now makes a stop taking on right side tires again this is a difficult configuration at gateway international raceway they have to find a setup that is tight through turns one and two yet loose through turns three and four and that's what a lot of the drivers are struggling with today wayne grubb pulls down the pit lane let's check in with gary montgomery yeah it's going to be a four tire change here and uh, everybody's getting ready now glenn allen's two other tires on the wall they're ready for a stop grubb is off and away again a four tire change on the link called chevrolet Looks like Hermie Sadler had a longer than usual stop. How about it, Marty Snyder? Well, that was the engine trouble we talked about a moment ago. They are having engine trouble. The engine just started missing a little earlier in the race, and they fell pretty far back in the field. That was the cause for the long stop on Hermie Sadler. Riding down the pit lane right now to make his stop is Kevin Grubb. Marty Snyder? Kevin Grubb is in right now. Right side tires going on Kevin Grubb's car. We talked about the pit window being about 80 laps. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s team is planning to come in around lap 80 as well, which will be in four laps. It is only a uh, two-tire stop, I believe, for Kevin Grubb. We'll have to check on that right side only for Kevin Grubb. The leaders have yet to pit as Matt Kenseth crosses the stripe, completing lap number 77. But it's a big gap, a 2.4-second gap between himself and Jeff Purvis as they head into turn one. What doesn't help is Jeff Purvis has been caught up behind the lap car of Jeff Grove for about the last couple of laps. Purvis now struggling to pass the lap traffic. Matter of fact, he's sandwiched with Krogh and also cars coming off the pit lane now as they head to turn three. But Jeff Purvis is able to clear Mark Krogh and Kevin Grubb's machine, so Purvis now will have clean racetrack between himself and the race leader, Matt Kenseth. Now we see some of the leaders beginning to peel off the racetrack and head down into the pit lane. First of all, Elton Sawyer comes for his stop. Let's cover it. This will be a four-tire change. They'll take on gasoline, of course, an air pressure adjustment in the tires that are going on. They're also adjusting the track bar on the Barbasol Ford. Nathan Bucky is on pit road with his Chevrolet, and here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. towards Marty Snyder. Casey Atwood is in right now, uh, four-tire stop for Casey, and they are a little bit tight, and they're going to make an air pressure adjustment. Dale Earnhardt Jr. now rolls to a spit stall. The AC Delco team goes to work on the right side. There will be no adjustments on this stop for Jr. They are good on the long runs. Tony Urey Jr. runs around the left, left front, changing the left front tire now. Again, a four-tire stop for Dale Earnhardt Jr., and no adjustments. Rolling down the pit lane also to make a stop was Nathan Butke. He came in a moment ago. All these pit stops happening on lap number 79. 
doesn't shake up the top of the leaderboard too much. Matt Kenseth continues to show the way there with Jeff Purvis second, Shane Hall third, Dave Blaney fourth, and Randy LaJoy shuffles up to fifth. Now here comes Glenn Allen down the pit into his pit stall. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery. Running in the number eight spot. This appears to be a four-tire change here for the Luxair Chevrolet. The crew going around putting right-side tires on. They come now around to the left side. And yes, they are going to go for a four-tire change. Glenn Emick has just made a four-tire change with his Pontiac. Here comes Adam Petty and Matt Kenseth along with Dave Blaney. So all the heavy hitters headed towards Marty Snyder. Tony Stewart is now in. They're going to make a four-tire stop on the Shell Pontiac, as well as Lyndon Amick heading out onto the racetrack right now. Here comes Adam Petty, who's been pretty impressive this weekend so far. It'll be a four-tire stop from Adam Petty. Four tires also for Matt Kenseth. No adjustment on Kenseth's race car. Again, they're very good on the longer runs. Dave Blaney also in right now. Four tires and gasoline for Dave Blaney, who has stayed in the top five all day. Mike McLaughlin heads down the pit lane. Looks like it'll be right side tires there. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. McLaughlin in. It'll be four tires from McLaughlin. They have struggled to stay up near the top ten. McLaughlin has. They have been running with their teammate, David Green. David Green has got a toe-in problem. We mentioned earlier he made some contact with the wall. They have had a problem with the car tracking correctly as now Jeff Purvis comes down pit road. Again, Purvis was very good early in the race. His car got off a little bit on that late run, a little bit tight. They're going to make a four tire stop for Jeff Purvis. More pit stops in front of Gary Montgomery. Well, Mark Green was just into the timber of Chevrolet. They did a four tire. Can we have an accident here on pit road? Just be the one together as he was coming out. Bobby Hill was coming in. Those cars collided. I uh, guess no major damage. And Hillen has his clean shower. Back attack Chevrolet on pit road. Mike Hillen is away with a four-tire change on the quick gasket car. That was a close moment as Tim Fidoa was exiting. Bobby Hillen was coming in right in front of him. Fidoa just caught the left rear quarter panel of Hillen, spun him just a bit into his pit stall. In fact, Hillen is now cockeyed into the pit stall. They're going to have to back him. Oh, no. Hillen just spins the rear end and gets out of a very, very tight situation in front of David Green. Close one in the pits. More pit stops in front of Marty Snyder. Randy LaJoy is in as well as Joe Buford. LaJoy has been pretty impressive today. He had the same car at Pikes Peak, and the car was good there, too. It's going to be a four-tire stop for Randy LaJoy. He seemed to come on late in the run, and Steve Burt said that's what they wanted to do, be good on the long runs here. We said it was going to be key today, and that's the case so far. Pit stops continue on lap number 83 here at the Gateway International Raceway during the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 with Shane Hall, Todd Bodine, Phil Parsons, Randy LaJoy, and Jimmy Johnson on top. Just a moment ago, there was a close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr. It happened over in turn two. Very bizarre set of circumstances coming into turn one, Fred. Earnhardt Jr. running down to the inside. All of a sudden, the car darted to the right and almost up into the marbles and into the outside wall. He really had to saw the steering wheel to keep it down. Had to slam on the brakes, too. He's at pace now on the racetrack, but a close call for the championship points leader here in turn two just about three laps ago. Just about everybody has come down the pit lane now as Jimmy Johnson shuffles to the top of the order with Elliott Sadler and Matt Kenseth second and third. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway. The CarQuest Auto Parts 250 200 lap event is 87 laps in the books right now. Jimmy Johnson and Elliott Sadler posted up on the top of the leaderboard. However, neither driver has come down to make a pit stop. We expect them down the pit lane soon. That would shuffle Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Buckshot Jones, Jeff Purvis, and Dave Blaney up to the top five. That's right. We're still waiting for Jimmy Johnson and Elliott Sadler to make their pit stops. After that top five, you'll have Dave Blaney, Shane Hall, Andy Santer, Scott Hamm having a good drive here today. Glenn Allen behind him. Todd Bodine will be 12th and Tony Stewart right behind Todd Bodine. We noted just a moment ago that there was a problem with Dale Earnhardt Jr. off in the second corner. 
Seeing a little activity down along the pit lane, a couple of the crew climbing up on the wall perhaps to take a look at Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he came by on the front straightaway. Marty Snyder, any concern down there? Uh, no problem as of yet. The only concern was for that possibility that that set of tires was bad, but it's just loose right now. The race car is loose for Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're not really worried. They think the car will come to him again. He's better on the longer runs. Good battle coming down the backstretch, headed toward turn three. This is the fight for 13th between Randy LaJoy and Tony Stewart. They're diving into turn three. LaJoy has that position for the moment, but Tony Stewart now gets a little loose, and he'll lose some ground to Randy LaJoy. Mike McLaughlin stacking up. He's going to mount a charge for Tony Stewart on the front stretch. This will be the battle for the 14th position as McLaughlin looks to the inside of Stewart coming down the straightaway. Only about a half a car length separate the two as they shuffle off to the first turn. McLaughlin trying to find a lane and trying to find a way around Tony Stewart. He'll get it in turn two. Stewart's car slides up the racetrack, opens the inside lane for McLaughlin. McLaughlin pulls down low. He's there, halfway down the back straightaway. McLaughlin trying to take that position away, but Tony Stewart is even stronger at the end of the stretch. He'll take that position right back. McLaughlin will follow his tire tracks who turns three and four. Just in front of them, the man who was in this battle a moment ago, Randy LaJoy, has been able to scoot away. LaJoy is scooting away, and prior to that, Stewart had a hard time keeping it down to the bottom of the racetrack. This time, he keeps it in front of McLaughlin. McLaughlin is following in his tire tracks into turn one. And again, Stewart's Pontiac drifts up the racetrack. The car twitches just a bit, but McLaughlin and the Chevrolet not able to capitalize off of turn two this time, but Stewart's car sliding wider and wider in turn two. Hard on the gas, halfway down the back chute, now jumping out and touching the brakes, setting the car to the bottom of the speedway. Tony Stewart going to hang on to that spot. Mike McLaughlin is filling up his rearview mirror, however, as they hit the front stretch. Jimmy Johnson and Elliot Sadler continue to lead, however. Now, we don't have Elliot Sadler coming into the pit lane, so he's pushing the fuel window. However, Jimmy Johnson is off sequence. He came in on lap number 15, so Johnson should be good to go right around to the halfway point. Coming off turn two and down the back straightaway, we continue to focus on that battle for the 15th and 14th position. Tony Stewart continues to get a whole bunch of pressure from Mike McLaughlin heading off to turn three. Indeed, Fred. McLaughlin looking inside, looking outside. Can't decide which way he wants to go. He's waiting on Tony Stewart to have just a little bit of a bobble, but Stewart is strong. He's not going to bobble through turns three and four. Meanwhile, Randy LaJoy in the Phoenix Chevrolet had a little bit of a problem getting around Jason Keller, and that will tighten up that fight just a bit as Tony Stewart chases him down into turn two. Now Stewart closes in on LaJoy. McLaughlin closes in on Stewart, although LaJoy has about a four-car length pad. Stewart's not that fortunate. McLaughlin takes a peek down to the inside, gets back in line on the back straightaway. And he'll swing to the high side, right up against the outside retaining wall. Half a car up is Mike McLaughlin, but can't do anything with Tony Stewart. Working their way for this sweeping set of turn three and four. And Stewart's going to hang on to the position. McLaughlin is still there. They'll settle down coming off the fourth corner. Mike McLaughlin drifts back by maybe about a half a car length. Jimmy Johnson still on top. Elliott Sadler posted second. Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Buckshot Jones, Jeff Purvis round off the top six with Dave Blaney seventh. Eighth is Shane Hall. Andy Santer is ninth. Tenth is Glenn Allen. Eleventh, Scott Hansen. Todd Bodine is twelfth. Randy LaJoy, thirteenth. Tony Stewart is fourteenth. Mike McLaughlin, fifteenth. Phil Parsons, sixteenth. Seventeenth is Ed Barrier. Eighteenth, Kevin Grubb. Nineteenth, David Green. And Mark Green round off the top 20. In just about six laps, we'll be giving away the Gatorade Front Runner Award. That'll be $2,000 to the driver who can cross the start-finish line up front on lap number 100. That's just six oh, laps. Oh, now up. trouble in turn three. Elton Sawyer loops around, does a lazy 360, and makes slight contact with the outside. Retaining wall comes to rest up against the wall. Caution is on the speedway as a hard crash for Elton Sawyer down in the second corner. He'll refire his machine and pull off the pit lane. This plays into the hands of 
uh, Jimmy Johnson in a big way as he now comes down the pit lane. Let's head back out to turn three. It, it was uh, Joe Bessie and Elton Sawyer racing hard coming into turn number three. Bessie was on the inside. That's the preferred line as they enter the corner and hung out to dry was Elton Sawyer, but Bessie's car came up the racetrack just a bit, got in the left rear of Elton Sawyer, sent him spinning into the outside retaining wall. Elton Sawyer has been able to refire and drive away. Jimmy Johnson had entered the pit area prior to that accident, so I don't think this will play into his hands. This will give the lead over to Elliot Sadler with Matt Kenseth in second, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in third. Interesting to note that Elliot Sadler is the defending champion of the race here at Gateway International Raceway, driving the same car that took him to victory lane last year. Actually, that was a bad break for Jimmy Johnson. I'll stand corrected there as he had just peeled off the uh, peeled off onto the pit lane and was just entering the road as Elton Sawyer hit the wall up in turn number three and the caution came out. So no advantage there. And as they bunch up on the back straightaway, Elliot Sadler is a man who will line up behind the pace car with Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Purvis, and Buckshot Jones rounding off the top five with 96 laps complete. We're just four laps from halfway. We mentioned a bit ago that Elliot Sadler won this race last year. In the backup car, he wrecked his primary car in a pre-practice qualifying effort, a pre-practice before qualifying last year, wrecked the primary car, got in the backup car, and really just survived a race of attrition. Last year, we touched on it already, it was triple-digit temperatures, the track was coming up in turns one and two. Elliot said, I just let the leaders keep going by me, and then they would crash in front of me, and I brought it home to victory lane. They made that backup car their primary car here today, and he's leading this race at lap number 96. Yeah, Elliot Sadler was uh, yeah, pretty nervous on Friday. They came out here for their first practice session, and they were way off. Uh, as a matter of fact, pretty much everybody, all the notes that they brought to this racetrack this year were completely different than what they had last year. This racetrack has totally changed, so uh, they were starting over with a clean sheet of paper. However, they slowly got better throughout the uh, practice sessions on Friday and uh, looking pretty good here today. Pit stops under this yellow flag. Not too many takers. Let's head down to Marty Snyder. The only taker amongst the leaders was Buckshot Jones. His car may be a little bit loose. They're going to make a four-tire change on Buckshot's pit stop. One no-taker was Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Buckshot's car actually, yeah, a little bit loose. They're going to tighten it up with a track bar adjustment, and it'll be a four-tire stop for Buckshot Jones. More cars in front of Gary Montgomery. Well, Elliot Sandler did make his stop. It was a four-tire change, and that is his second stop. He was in on lap number 14. That's why he was able to go the extra distance. Bill Parsons has just been in to top off the gasoline on his uh, Chevrolet. Mike Dillon is making an extended stop with a hood up on the Gaskins car, and Jimmy Johnson lost a bunch in that. He has now made his four-tire change, but he came in last instead of first. Yeah, boy, this was a bad deal for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, probably wished he would have stayed out one more lap, Dan. Jimmy Johnson, ASA Rookie of the Year last year, drove for this team at IRP this year, finished 27th. Normally, Robert Presley is in that Chevrolet, and when Robert can't make it, they put Ron Hornaday behind the wheel, but both of those drivers have uh, other obligations in this NASCAR triple-header weekend, so Jimmy Johnson finds himself behind the wheel. He's a, he's a good kid, heads-up kid, really level-headed. They say he really, really loves to learn. We're under caution for the third time this afternoon in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here at the Gateway International Raceway with 98 of 200 complete. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway. I'm Fred Armstrong alongside Dan Hubbard. Alex Hayden and Mike Bagley covering the corners for us today. Marty Snyder and Gary Montgomery down in the pit and garage. We'll take advantage of this caution to uh, give you a full field rundown. 
Matt Kenseth shown in the lead now with Dale Earnhardt Jr. second, Jeff Purvis third, Dave Blaney is fourth, Shane Hall fifth, Andy Santer is sixth, Glenn Allen seventh, Todd Bodine, Tony Stewart, Mike McLaughlin round off the top ten. Ed Barrier is eleventh, Elliot Sadler is twelfth, Jimmy Johnson thirteenth, Buckshot Jones fourteenth, fifteenth is Phil Parsons, sixteenth Randy LaJoy, seventeenth Kevin Grubb, eighteenth Scott Hansen, Mark Green is nineteenth, Bobby Hillen is twentieth, twenty-first Wayne Grubb, twenty-second Casey Atwood, twenty-third Lyndon Amick, Tim Fedoa is twenty-fourth, and twenty-fifth is Mark Krogh, twenty-sixth Nathan Butke, twenty-seventh Patty Moise, twenty-eighth Jeff Krogh, 29th, David Green, and 30th is Adam Petty. Johnny Chapman, 31st, Joe Buford, Ashton Lewis, Perry Tripp, Joe Bessie, Mike Dillon, Hermie Sadler, Blaze Alexander, Elton Sawyer, Eric Jones is 40th, Jason Keller, Curtis Markham, and Kerry Earnhardt round off the 43rd position. This Midrace update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics, the official trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now you can wear the same NASCAR shirts, caps, and jackets worn by Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett. Chase Authentics at NASCAR specialty and department stores everywhere. Now back to the race where the chase is on. Normally they would give away the Gatorade midway money at this point, however, we were under caution. We need five consecutive laps under green to give away that money. And as we are now back under green, lap 101, the charge is into turn two. Matt Kenseth gets around Mark Green, who was on the tail end of the lead lap, so puts Kenseth up front. Then he got the lap car of Mark Green, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in Scottsdale lap traffic on the back straightaway. Earnhardt trying to look around the Bobby Hillen machine, which is one of the lap cars Mike Bagley was referring to. But Hillen, in turn, will go up underneath Mark Green. They're going to stack up double wide just in front of the second place man, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth opens it up a bit, coming off the corner. Dale Earnhardt Jr. works down to the inside of Mark Green. Side by side, they'll race. The lap car on the outside, Earnhardt Jr. on the inside in turn one. Now Earnhardt Jr. clears the lap traffic for now. Now it's Jeff Purvis' turn. Purvis running in the third spot. He tries to go three wide with left cars racing double wide. He'll think better of that. Now he'll dive down to the inside and try it one more time, headed to three. Going up underneath the Wayne Grubb machine is Jeff Purvis, but Grubb is driving in deep in the third corner. He's going to hold off Jeff Purvis for the moment, but as they reach turn number four, Jeff Purvis opens up the inside lane, the side-by-side -side on the front stretch. Remember, Purvis is better on the shorter run, so he's trying to make up ground here before the halfway point. He currently rides in the third position. Battle may be on for the lead, however, between Kenseth and Earnhardt Jr. into turn two. Kenseth is trying to get around the lap car of Mike Dillon coming into turn two. Kenseth slips there for a moment. Bobby Hillen Jr. puts the block on Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt down almost all the way to the grass on the back straightaway. Earnhardt and Hillen rub a little bit as they come into the third corner. Both drivers do an excellent job of keeping them pointed in the right direction. Earnhardt was a little bit more stronger than Bobby Hillen was, and Earnhardt's cleared lap traffic sets his sights on the race leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. tries to get a good run off the fourth corner and does. Matt Kenseth can't break away. Just about .2 seconds between the two front runners as they head off to the first turn. Both championship contenders are nose to tail for the first and second spot. Kenseth second in the championship standings. Earnhardt second. Now Purvis breaks loose for a moment off turn two. Almost took out almost the entire field. Was able to hang on as they motor down now to turn three. Jeff Purvis still trying to get around some of that lap traffic. He does get by Mark Green successfully. Will set his sights on the next lap machine. That's Bobby Hill, and he's there just behind the race leaders. Boy, Jeff Purvis just took your breath away coming off of turn two as he had that Lance Knack Chevrolet every which way but straight. But the battle continues for the lead between Kenseth and Earnhardt Jr. into turn two. It's a full court press by Dale Earnhardt Jr. running in second, trying to get by. Matt Kenseth and takes the lead. Now Joe Buford spins in turn two into the outside wall. Everyone dives down to his inside to avoid. 
but the Dr. Pepper Ford is in the outside wall here in turn two. Caution is on the speedway for the fourth time this afternoon as they come down to the line. The Gatorade Front Runner Award should go to Matt Kenseth as he and Dale Earnhardt Jr. slow coming off the fourth corner. Come across the start-finish line. 106 goes up on the scoreboard, but a crash down in turn two brings us under caution for the fourth time. Let's go back out to Mike Bagley. Joe Buford driving the Dr. Pepper Ford. Came into turn two. The back end just snapped around on him. He did a good job of trying to hang on, but didn't do quite the best job that he wanted to. It slammed into the outside wall. He has been able to refire a lot of damage to the back end of his Ford, but he's also left a lot of debris here at the exit of turn two. Yeah, the back end of that car is smashed up pretty good. This was Joe Buford's first Bush Grand National Series start. He is a late model stock car driver out of Nashville, Tennessee. Tough break for Joe Buford and the Dr. Pepper team. So the field reforms down the back straightaway as the caution flag continues to wave at the start-finish line. And as they came across the line on lap number 106, Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Andy per or Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, Dave Blaney, Shane Hall, Todd Bodine, Glenn Allen, Tony Stewart, Mike McLaughlin and Ed Barrier will round off the top 11. We've had four lead changes among four drivers here today. Uh, Dave Blaney led this one off. Shane Hall was our second leader on lap number six. It was Jeff Purvis taking the lead on lap number seven. And all the way until now, Matt Kenseth has led from lap number 68. Wind has been a factor here today. Still looks pretty stiff out there at Gateway International Raceway. Coming to you from Madison, Illinois. As you look at the flags here on the top of the grandstands, they are just straight, pointed straight out toward the northeast. Some pit stops being made. Let's check down into pit road. Mike McLaughlin is in. It'll be a four-tire stop for McLaughlin. Buckshot Jones is also coming down pit road now. We are at lap 107. That means there will be 93 laps left in this race. That is just enough to make it enticing for someone maybe to try to make a fuel run. Buckshot Jones' car is still too tight. They're going to take a rubber out of the right front of that car. But as we said, 97, 93 laps remaining in this race. Maybe some teams might make a gamble here. Elliot Sadler went about 90 laps on his first fuel run. That's what the crew chiefs have got to hit their computers, start making the calculations. We thought maybe they could go as far as 85 laps. Is 90 to 93 laps that tempting? We'll have to wait and see. Let's go back down to the pits and Gary Montgomery. I'm actually in a garage area with Elton Sawyer, who uh, finished fourth here last year, fourth in the point standings. And Elliot, or I'm sorry, Elton, it's not looking good for you in the point chase right now. Well, just a bad deal there. Uh, you know, he was racing hard, trying to keep Matt behind us. And uh, he got by us, and I don't know, we was going around, a, a car just come out of the pit, and uh, somebody didn't give somebody enough room, either me or him. And unfortunately, we got the worst end of it. Now the worst end of it, but the car doesn't look all that bad, but underneath there's a whole series of problems. What are they? Oh yeah, it's bent in the left trailing arm, uh, the drag link's bent, tie rods, uh, and it's knocked the rear end housing obviously over to the left-hand side, so uh, cosmetic-wise it's not too bad. Suspension-wise it's in pretty bad shape. The important parts are all messed up on the uh, Barbasol Ford, and I'll tell you guys, everything is messed up on the Dr. Pepper Ford. We'll get a word to that driver here, Buford, in just a moment. Well, that's a real shame for Elton Sawyer. I'll tell you, his career is really coming in now. He has 287 starts in the NASCAR Bush Series. That's second only to Dale Jarrett in the number of starts for active drivers. Elton with one career win that came at Myrtle Beach on June 11, 1994. He has two bud poles to his credit. He was a Langley uh, Speedway and Virginia Racetrack champion. Last year here at Gateway, he started 7th, I should say 17th, and finished 4th. He had a great run last year. However, it won't be so good in 1998. Just a reminder, tonight is the Pepsi 400 from the Daytona International Speedway. This is the first event to be held under the lights at Daytona. Bobby Labonte captured the Bud Pole Thursday night, posting a speed of 193.611 miles per hour. 
You can catch all the action live on MRN Radio. Our airtime is 7.45 Eastern. That is the Pepsi 400 live from Daytona International Speedway. Let's check back in the garage. Let's talk to Robbie Reiser, who's the crew chief for uh, Matt Kenseth. And Robbie, you said long runs were going to be a, a concern for you, but it doesn't seem to be the case so far. <laughs> it's kind of the other way around. We thought we'd be faster on the greens than what we were uh, in the long run, but it's the other way around today. Uh, seem to have a setup in this thing that wants to run long greens, and it's better after lap 50. It just keeps running and running and running. So. Uh, I hope she runs green to the end now. It just uh, we got to stop one more time, but I think we're in pretty good shape. Car's handling well, and Lego Chevrolet team is doing great, so we'll just keep hanging there and see what happens. Now you've got Junior on your tail. Can you keep him back there? Well, he's, yeah, like I say, you know, I think he's faster on the, on the you know, initial start here on a set of tires, but uh, as we get running, our tires seem to last a little longer than his do, so he might get by us at the beginning, but I think we'll come back and get him at the end. That's Robbie Reiser, team owner for Matt Kenseth. Joe Buford's Dr. Pepper Ford is a little worse for the wear down in the garage. Here's Gary Montgomery. Well, the car is definitely a mess, but the driver, I'm happy to report, is A-OK. -okay. Joe, what happened? Well, I was just riding along there. We lost a couple of laps early, and, and you know, was just riding along there and just got off in there and got pushed up in the loose stuff and lost control. This Dr. Pepper car here, these guys worked their tails off this weekend. I really appreciate them letting me get them, come up here and get a chance to drive it. I wish I could have stayed there to the end, but, you know, I want to thank him, Dr. Pepper. That's the words of the Nashville uh, track champion this year, Joe Buford. He's now got to make a decision. Does he run back for the 400 this weekend or stick around here this afternoon? Well, as Joe Buford sits down in the garage out of the racetrack as we get set to go back to green, Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Dave Blaney round off the top five with 109 laps complete in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Back here at the Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois. Alongside Dan Hubbard, I'm Fred Armstrong. Alex Hayden and Mike Bagley out on the turns today. Marty Snyder and Gary Montgomery down pit side. And Gary, a couple of gambling men down there. Tell us about it. That's right. Sandy Jones, the crew chief for Elliott Sadler. And again, Elliott is the defending champion of this race. They have made their last stop. They are intending to go the distance. They put a couple of rounds of wedge in it, uh, tighten up the track bar, and they're going to try to go the distance. The same for Phil Parsons. He's just made a fuel stop as well. Mark Green is ready to go the distance in the Timberwolf Chevrolet. So a lot of these guys running mid-pack set to go the distance. Marty Snyder, you've got some gamblers on your end of pit road. Uh, Tony Stewart as well as Buckshot Jones. I just talked to Ricky Pearson, the uh, crew chief. Four buckshot Jones. He said we can go about 80 green flag laps. We'll fudge a little bit on that and go to 81 green flag laps. So now there are 88 laps left in this race. It's going to be a tight fit, but some of these guys, these two Pontiacs, think they're going to try to go all the way. And Marty, Tony Stewart just now coming down into your fuel. A quick splash of fuel in the backside of his machine. Also, Fuel Parsons comes down for a splash. This is happening at lap number 112. So, boy, that's close, but they're going to try to go for it. Later on in today's race broadcast, the MRN radio team will select the winner of the Luxair Cool Move of the Race Award to the driver who makes the coolest move during the heat of the race. The driver with the most votes will earn $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. Pace car brings them into turn three, now pulls off the track. Your leader will be Matt Kenseth with Dale Earnhardt Jr. right behind him. Jeff Purvis will hold the third position. Again, Purvis better on these short runs. They've had about four, five, six laps now under caution. So Purvis has had time to cool that car down, cool the tires down. Let's watch him to make the early jump. As across the stripe, they will be working lap number 113 out of 200. But Kenseth, Earnhardt, and Purvis all probably will have to pit before that time. Carl Simmons holds the green up high and lets it fly. And on the jump, 
It'll be Kenseth by half a car length over Dale Earnhardt Jr. into turn one. Kenseth trying to clear the lap traffic of Wayne Grubb down to the inside lane. He'll be successful in doing that in turn two. Now that is the task at hand for Earnhardt, but Grubb moves up into the outside lane, puts the block on Earnhardt. Earnhardt's trapped in traffic on the back straightaway. But Dale Jr. will pull to the inside, trying to get past the lap car of Wayne Grubb. He'll do so in turn number three. He's cleared the lap traffic. Now will set his sights on the race leader, Matt Kenseth, who is two car lengths ahead. Just about two car lengths separating them again as they come off the fourth corner and across the start-finish line. The differential now, 0.3 seconds. Everybody single file as they shuffle off to the first turn. Now third place, Jeff Purvis, and fourth place, Andy Santerra are going to try to clear the lap cars. Here's Purvis making a move down to the inside of Wayne Grubb. He'll get a fender up alongside. Santerra will follow Purvis through as they rumble down to the inside lane off turn two. Jeff Purvis and Andy Santerra really flexing a little bit of the muscle now. Purvis will clear the lap traffic as well as Andy Santerra. Those top four drivers now will work back to start finish single file. Top four cars have cleared the lap traffic. Matt Kenseth in the top spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in second. Jeff Purvis is third. Andy Santer fourth. They are single file back to turn one. Here's Earnhardt putting a press on Matt Kenseth for the race lead. Coming into the corner. Almost gives him a nudge at the caboose. But fades off the rear deck lid. Now on the back straightaway. Here's Earnhardt flaring out of line. Trying to take the race lead away down the back stretch. The AC Delco Chevrolet pulls even with Matt Kenseth. Lycos.com Chevy and give the advantage to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Here's Jeff Purvis now putting the heat on second place man Matt Kenseth. Jeff Purvis all over the back deck as Andy Santer jumps into the battle as well. There are 45,000 seats here at Gateway International Raceway, none of which are being used at this moment. The crowd is on its feet as they watch these two titans battle off to the first turn. Now Earnhardt slides up off the inside lane in turn two. Kenseth dives for the bottom, but not close enough to mount the charge. The front four cars, all single file, nose to tail, down the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will snake down the back chute. He drives down towards the bottom, works his way back up to the high side, setting up for the third corner. Dale Jr. has a car length on Matt Kenseth, but here comes the pressure for the second spot. Battle for second on the front stretch. Kenseth had a problem between turns three and four, gathered the Chevrolet back up, but that allowed Jeff Purvis to close the gap from the third spot, their nose to tail into turn one. Racing for the second spot, coming back into the corner, and as we say that, Matt Kenseth closes in on Dale Earnhardt for the race lead. Jeff Purvis running in third, can't do anything with Kenseth for second. Kenseth can't do anything with Earnhardt for the race lead. Here goes Jeff Purvis now. He gets a half a car down underneath Matt Kenseth. Thinks better of it. He'll pull back in the tire tracks of Matt Kenseth. Now gives a little nudge to the back ends of Kenseth. Midways between turns three and four. But Kenseth strong. He'll pull away from Jeff Purvis. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Andy Santer beginning to march away from the field. 118 laps up on the scoreboard of the 200 that will make up the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here in Gateway International Raceway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. restarting in the second position is swept underneath Matt Kenseth to take the lead, but Matt Kenseth continues to run with him down the front stretch. Kenseth is set up for the tight turns of one and two, but can't get through the loose stuff in three and four. We'll watch him go again as he tries to mount a challenge against Dale Earnhardt Jr. into turn two. Earnhardt slips up off the inside lane just a touch. Kenseth's car buried down to the inside, not able to make a move on the race leader as they head to three. But Jeff Purvis, the third place runner, tries to reel in Matt Kenseth coming to the third turn. He'll pull right Right up underneath the back bumper of Matt Kenseth. Jeff Purvis is, and he'll look at just a half a lane higher than Kenseth off the corner. Can't do anything with him there. They go back to single file. On the back straightaway, just a moment ago, a couple of cars will spin off the second corner. Let's check in with Mike Bagley. Casey Atwood came off of turn two. The back end broke loose. He spun once, twice, three times. Spun down to the infield grass. He's been able to refire the car and drive away, but 
Definitely some close quarters racing off of turn two for Casey Atwood last time by. So the track is cleared and we stay green here at Gateway International. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway where Casey Atwood just had a pretty hairy spin coming off the second corner. He's just pulled down the pit lane. Let's check in his pit. Probably more than likely a flat spot of the tires. It'll be a four-tire change for Casey. Tough break for these guys. They had a great run going earlier today. He was one of the fastest cars on the racetrack about midway through this race. But Casey Atwood now losing laps in the pits with a four-tire change. Working lap number 125, Dale Earnhardt Jr. currently in the lead. Matt Kenseth in second, and that would... Oh, now trouble in turn two. Lyndon Amick gets spun around. He hits the outside wall. Everyone dives down to his inside to avoid. But Lyndon Amick comes to rest here in turn two. A hard crash for Lyndon Amick, but he's able to get it refired and pull off the pit lane, or I should say pull off of the second corner. We're under caution for the fifth time here this afternoon. Let's go back down to turn two. Lyndon Amick came into turn two, Fred, and it's what we've been seeing for the last few times. We saw it a few minutes ago with Casey Atwood. We saw it in breakwear when we were in a commercial with uh, Kerry Earnhardt. The car just slides up the racetrack. Kerry was able to hang on to his. Casey Atwood was not. Lyndon Amick was not either. The car snapped around, slammed into the outside wall. Fortunately, though, Lyndon Amick was able to drive away, but there is extensive sheet metal damage on his car. We talked to you before about Tony Stewart and Elliot Sadler, even Buckshot Jones perhaps going the distance. That strategy kind of goes out the window now with this yellow. We'll keep an eye on the leaders. They can come in and top it off with fuel. Keeping an eye on Dale Earnhardt Jr. is behind the pace car, and he's going to come in. No, I only made a faint move to the inside, but did not come in. Here comes Lyndon Amick, however, rolling slowly down the pit lane. A little bit of damage to the right side of his machine. However, it is able to roll. We'll see if he decides to head back to the garage or pull down his pit stall. He makes a hard and difficult left-hand turn right through the middle of the pit lane, and he will head back to the garage. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Shane Hall. That's your top five on lap number 126. And as Dad said just a moment ago, some of the drivers decided they might try to gamble and go about 85 to 90 laps on fuel. However, now as we sit at lap number 127 with just 73 to go, we expect to see some of the drivers come down the pit lane. This should be the final stop of the afternoon. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in lead with Matt Kenseth second. That would replicate the points battle that is going on. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the lead by 97 points over second spot Matt Kenseth. And that tight points battle is uh, just one of the stories we've been following up here today, Dan. The other one... We talked about how tough this racetrack is, and uh, so far in the early going, we really haven't seen cautions uh, near to the amount we did last year. We had 14 cautions for 83 laps. So far, it's been pretty clean and green. It looks like most of the drivers have gotten a handle on this racetrack. We've got some young drivers here. Sounds a lot of new faces here at Gateway International Raceway. Adam Petty is new to the Bush Series, making his first of three Bush races this year. Jimmy Johnson doing a great job here today. Uh, let's see where Jimmy is currently running in the 10th position. Jimmy ran that Kingsford Charcoal Light Chevrolet at IRP earlier this year for Robert Presley. He's behind the wheel today, running in the 10th position. You know, he said, <laughs> I, I love to learn. I love to ride around the guys who really know what they're doing. I learn a lot. But now that I've got one race under my belt, I think I can run up front. Apparently, his shooter was worried. He's running 10th, doing we, a great job. We also talked about the rookie points battle. Andy Santerra and Wayne Grubb. And Andy Santerra right now running in that fourth position. Wayne Grubb way back in the field right now, so no challenge there. Grubb running in the 21st spot. And we also talked about some of the new drivers here. Kerry Earnhardt, Scott Hansen, Adam Petty, Eric Jones, Casey Atwood, Joe Buford, Perry Tripp, and Jimmy Johnson. 
Jimmy Johnson having an impressive show right now as he and others head down the pit lane. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. This caution will fall into the favor of Matt Kenseth because Matt is better on the longer runs than Dale Earnhardt Jr. is. This will be a full fuel run for these guys, about 75 laps. Kenseth is in, a four-tire stop for him. Also a four-tire stop for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Also in, Andy Santero is having a great run. Now Matt Kenseth wins the race off pit road as he beats Dale Earnhardt Jr. out to Gary Montgomery. Well, Glenn Allen running seventh at the time comes in for a four-tire change. Jimmy Johnson, we were just talking about him. Now he was set to go the distance, but they brought him in anyway, put four fresh Goodyears on that car. Also making a stop and on his way now is the uh, automobile of Phil Parsons. So there's the activity down at this end of our front runners. So wholesale pit stops happening down trackside. Blaze Alexander having just a little bit of trouble getting out of his pit stall. I believe a clutch problem is the ill there, and they had to push the car to get it underway, but he does get back out onto the racetrack as this caution period continues on, and the cleanup is pretty much done down in the Turn 2 area, Mike Bagley. Yeah, safety crews came out here. There was some debris that was scattered from Lyndon Amick's car when he made contact with the outside wall. They've also taken some opportunity to pick up some rivulets of rubber that have been scraped off these Goodyear Eagles as the tires wear. It flies off the race car and kind of gathers up in the outside lane. Some big hunks of rubber here on the outside groove of turn number two. They've picked those up, also some sheet metal and other debris, and the safety crews have cleared turn two. Shouldn't be too far away from a restart. While we're under yellow flag conditions, want to remind you that the NASCAR Bush and Winston Cup Series will be racing at the North Carolina Speedway in Rockingham October 31st and November 1st. Tickets are still available for the AC Delco 200 and the AC Delco 400. The ticket office at the North Carolina Speedway is open now and will remain open till 9 o'clock tonight. If you want tickets for either of those uh, races, the Bush race and the Winston Cup race at Rockingham, call 910 582 2861. That's for the NASCAR Bush Series AC Delco 200 on October 31st. And on Sunday, November 1st, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series race, the AC Delco 400 at Rockingham. More pit stops underway. Here's Marty Snyder. Well, the pit strategy that we talked about earlier, Tony Stewart decided not to come in. He stuck with his strategy. They're going to stay out. They're going to try to make this race all the way on the field they had. Buckshot Jones did come in. But he took on no tires, gained a lot of track position. Now Buckshot Jones and his team, they are sure they can go all the way, and they've got the track position they need. They certainly do. Tony Stewart will be shown up front on the leaderboard with Buckshot Jones second, Matt Kenseth third, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Scott Hansen is posted fourth. We're under caution for the fifth time at lap number 129. Tony Stewart becomes the eighth different leader in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here in the Gateway International Raceway. Right now down in the garage area, Gary Montgomery is standing by. With Lyndon Amick, the latest retiree, and by the looks of your Pontiac, Lyndon, I don't think you're going to be back. No, not today. You know, we had a really good car, uh, had a problem, uh, uh, deal was left loose, and the guys, they felt bad, they worked hard to get better, and uh, you know, it, it's just a tough break. I, I got into uh, Casey before this wreck, and that was my fault. This is my fault, too. We had a fast car, just trying to come up through the field and get our lap back. You know, the guys worked really hard. I got things scanning, and uh, I'm, you know, I just hate it happen. That's the words of 21-year-old driver Lyndon Amick out of it here at Gateway this afternoon. Back under green with 70 laps left. The battle is on for the lead into turn three. Buckshot Jones and Tony Stewart, a couple of Pontiacs duking it out for the top spot. Give the advantage to Buckshot. He'll take the lead in turn three. Tony Stewart will fall on his tire tracks and run second. Matt Kins a third. All three cars have cleared the lap traffic. Buckshot Jones living up to his name as he literally blasted down to the inside of Tony Stewart and grabbed the lead down into the third corner. Now he opens it up a bit in turn one. Has about a car length advantage over Tony Stewart, but Buckshot's car slides up the racetrack. Stewart 
Stewart not able to capitalize. Matt Jetseth runs third. Fourth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. They remain single file down the back straightaway. But as Mike Bagley says that, here goes Dale Jr. He'll look to the inside of Matt Kenseth. So give the third spot to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kenseth drop kick back to the fourth position. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. will set his sights on the second place man, Tony Stewart. Working on Stewart as they come off the fourth corner, but it's Buckshot Jones who still leads. Tony Stewart second, Matt Kenseth third, Dale Earnhardt Jr. third, I should say, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Scott Hansen rides along in fifth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to make the challenge for second in turn two. Chevrolet and Pontiac double wide coming into the corner. The Chevrolet of Earnhardt will out duel Stewart Pontiac. So put Earnhardt up to second. Post Tony Stewart back to third as they head to three. But Matt Kenseth will join that battle as well. He runs fourth just behind Tony Stewart. He looked to the inside coming to the corner. Couldn't make the pass. He'll fall back in line. But off the turn number four, Matt Kenseth again sticks the nose out from behind Tony Stewart. Remember, Tony Stewart did not pit during the yellow. He had has left side tires that are older than either Earnhardt Jr.'s or Matt Kenseth. Is it good enough for Earnhardt Jr. to catch the leader? Let's find out. They're in turn two. He's trying. He's got about three car lengths to make up, but Matt Kenseth is trying to make moves of his own. Kenseth running in fourth, took a peek down to the inside of Tony Stewart for third, but didn't have enough to make the move on the back stretch. And Matt Kenseth will stay content to run in the tire tracks of Tony Stewart in the fourth spot. Nobody stepping out of line. The top four now begin to put a little bit of distance between himself and the rest of the field. Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Purvis here at the Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois, are your top five. Todd Bodine, however, is running in sixth. Had a little misfortune in the early going, Marty Snyder, but they're having a pretty good run now. Their car was extremely loose in the early going. They've been very impressive since then. They made several adjustments early on in the race, and Donnie Richardson is Todd Bodine's crew chief. And Donnie, tell you what, the car's been great since you worked on it early on. Yeah, we had a little unfortunate in the beginning with some uh, debris on the front grill. Just Things started overheating, so we took advantage of all the first cautions to make some uh, early adjustments. Looked like they've all gone the right way. We just had to chase everybody down from there. Car's doing real good. Todd's doing a good job. Maybe we get the slim Jim Chevy up front, battle for the lead here. Maybe bag us in. They were in the back of the pack when this race got underway. But I tell you what, running six right now, Todd Bodine's been pretty impressive. Lap number 138 is now in the books. Buckshot Jones continues to lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in second. Tony Stewart in third. Matt Kenseth right on his bumper, however, as they go into turn three. Matt Kenseth strong. He'll outbreak Tony Stewart as they come into the third corner. So give the third spot to Matt Kenseth. He'll now set his sights on Dale Earnhardt Jr. That also the battle for the championship. Working off the corner, coming down across the start finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. .3 seconds behind the leader. Matt Kenseth 2.2 seconds behind as they head off to turn one. Shot Jones and Dale Earnhardt Jr., the front two, starting to pull away from Matt Kenseth, who has finally cleared Tony Stewart for third. So put Kenseth up to third, drop Tony Stewart back to fourth. Jeff Purvis in fifth has cleared the lap traffic as the front five are lap traffic free in three. And Jeff Purvis now will close in on the back bumper of Tony Stewart in turn number three. Purvis's orange Chevrolet looks outside of Stewart coming off the fourth corner. Can't do anything with him. They're going to keep that fight on the front stretch. Jeff Purvis in the Lance Snack Chevrolet is really the man on the move as now he closes in on Tony Stewart in the fourth position. This is the fight for fourth into turn one. Purvis tries to open up the inside lane coming into turn one. Stewart's Pontiac again sliding up the racetrack. Purvis is there off turn two. The Lance Chevy down to the inside of the Shell Pontiac. Drag racing for the fifth spot in three. Jeff Purvis's orange Chevrolet will outduel the yellow and black Pontiac 
of Tony Stewart. So give the position to Jeff Purvis. Tony Stewart begins to fade just a little bit more off the back bumper of Jeff Purvis. Tony Stewart holds his line to the inside of the racetrack as the leaders come across the start-finish line. That lead battle now is shaved down to .2 seconds as they haul it off to turn one. And it's almost about two feet as they come into turn two. Earnhardt was behind, buckshot by about a car length. Now he shuts it down even more as Earnhardt Jr. is set to sights on race leader Buckshot Jones. Buckshot has a car length on Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they hit the third corner. Both drivers plant the driver's side left wheels down on the white line. That's the preferred line through here as though the second line opens up in turn four. And that gives Buckshot able to move up the banking. Now trouble in turn number three. One car up against the outside retaining wall. That's Kevin Grubb. Another car begins to spin to avoid it. Eric Jones spins down across the pit lane avoiding Kevin Grubb's machine who sits up against the outside retaining wall. Caution is on the speedway. It comes out for the sixth time this afternoon on lap number 142. Let's check back into turn three. What happened with Kevin Grubb is the fight for position to go to the bottom of the speedway where we've been talking about all days where these drivers want to be. Grubb got out-dueled, lost control, got up into the marble, spun around and hit the outside retaining wall with the driver's side of the car. It still sits up against the outside retaining wall. And in turn, Eric Jones, who was riding behind this spin, tried to get to the bottom of the track to avoid Kevin Grubb's machine. He hit the emergency route, which was the pit lane, and lost control there. No banking on the pit lane. He lost control, spun around. Eric Jones has been able to refire and drive away, but Kevin Grubb's machine still sits up against the outside wall. Caution came out on lap number 142. Buckshot Jones was leading and is still leading. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in second. Kenseth in third. Purvis in fourth. Tony Stewart riding on some ailing tires, unfortunately, is hanging on to the fifth position. Andy Santer, the rookie, is in sixth. Dave Blaney in seventh. Todd Bodine in eighth. Randy LaJoy is in ninth. They were having a great battle between themselves for the seventh position. And Glenn Allen rounds out the top ten. Under caution for the sixth time of the afternoon, it came out on lap number 142 as Kevin Grubb and Eric Jones had a crash down in the third corner. We still have Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Tony Stewart showing the way here in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway. The CarQuest Auto Parts 250 is under caution for the sixth time this afternoon. 145 of the 200 laps that make up the distance are up in the books right now. This caution came out as Kevin Grubb socked the wall coming into turn number three, but there's good news out in the third corner, Alex. And the good news, Fred, is that Kevin Grubb has climbed from his machine, but he is not all the way out. The car sits backwards on the racetrack, driver's side window up against the wall, and rescue personnel having a difficult time getting to Kevin Grubb as he has just emerged and sitting on the passenger side windowsill. He just took his helmet off on his own. He still continues to sit there, but apparently shaken, but okay. A couple of pit stops underway right now. One of them is Joe Bessie and uh, Marty Snyder. They've had a big bit of a struggle here this afternoon. They have been down the cylinder for most of the day. They're taking this opportunity to try to try to fix it. It appears we might have a longer caution here. They wanted to make sure it's not a plug wire or something like that, but Joe Bessie's team has been down the cylinder for most of the afternoon here. And on the good news side, Gary Montgomery, you've been standing there by uh, the Glen Allen pit. They've been running pretty good all day. Glen Allen right now currently posted in 10th. Been having a pretty good show. I'm with the crew chief, Danny Gibbs. And, Danny, you guys have had a good run all day long, showing in the top ten. Do you have anything for those nine guys in front of you? I think this team has got a lot to show for everybody. We ain't got a sponsor right now for next year, but we got a good team, and I think this shows it all for everybody. Well, you're doing a great job. Again, can you make any advancement here in the final laps? I think we can. We'll wait and see. That's the word from Danny Gibbs, the crew chief on Glen Allen Jr.'s number 99 Luxair Chevrolet. And there's some more activity going on out in the third corner. Alex, what's up? 
Well, Kevin Grubb has come down off of the windowsill. He was a little bit woozy, though, a little wobbly need as he had rescue personnel on either side of him. He had his arms around both of them as they were supporting him. But the important thing is he was moving his legs himself, walking back to the ambulance. Some more pit stops going on right now. Blaze Alexander pulls in. So too does Patty Moise, Nathan Bucky, and Jeff Krogh. Elliot Sadler also paid a visit to the pits. Let's give you a full field rundown now in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 at lap number 146. Buckshot Jones is being shown as your leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in second. Matt Kenseth in third. Jeff Purvis, fourth. Tony Stewart, fifth. Andy Santer, sixth. Dave Blaney, seventh. Todd Bodine, eighth. Randy LaJoy, ninth. Glenn Allen in the tenth position. Jimmy Johnson running 11th. Good run there. Shane Hall in 12th. Scott Hansen is 13th with Ed Barrier, 14th. And Phil Parsons, 15th. Mike McLaughlin running along in the 16th position with Elliot Sadler, 17th. Bobby Hill in 18th. And Mark Green, 19th. And Wade Grubb is 20th. These cars are a lap down David Green is 21st, Tim Fidoa is 22nd, Johnny Chapman 23rd, Adam Petty 24th, Mark Krogh is 25th. In the 26th position is Jeff Krogh, 27th is Nathan Butke, Patty Moise runs in 28th, 29th, Ashton Lewis being shown two laps down, Perry Tripp 30th, Casey Atwood 31st, Hermie Sadler 32nd, Mike Dillon 33rd, 34th is Blaze Alexander, 35th Kevin Grubb, 36th Joe Bessie, 37th Eric Jones, Jason Keller is 38th, Lyndon Amick 39th, Elton Sawyer is in 40th, 41st is Kerry Earnhardt, 42nd Joe Buford, and 43rd Curtis Markham. We've had six caution periods so far, all of them for minor crashes out in the corner. Kerry Earnhardt brought out the first caution on lap number eight with a crash in turn two. Second one came out on lap number 14 as Perry Tripp clouded the wall in the second turn. Elton Sawyer hit the wall in turn three and brought out our third caution. It was Joe Buford with a crash in the second corner that brought out caution number four. Lyndon Amick with a crash in turn two on 126. And just as recently, we're still under the caution that came out on lap number 142 when Kevin Grubb and Eric Jones had a tangle down in the third corner. We've had nine different leaders. This afternoon, line lead changes among eight drivers. Currently, Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Purvis, along with Tony Stewart, round out the top five. Let's go down trackside. Ricky well, guys, Perry. the uh, defending race winner, Elliot Sadler, we were a bit suspicious on that last stop, and our suspicions have been confirmed. There's a problem, no brakes. So Elliot Sadler, the champion here last year, will probably not win this afternoon. I want to remind you that tonight, the Pepsi 400 from the Daytona International Speedway will be held the first time ever under the lights. Bobby Labonte captured the Bud Pole Thursday night, posting a speed of 193.611 miles per hour. You can capture all the action live on MRN Radio. Hosts Alan Bestwick and Barney Hall will be calling all the action. That'll be at 7.45 Eastern Standard Time, the Pepsi 400, live from the Daytona International Speedway. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. Buckshot Jones leading the race, and Ricky Pearson is his crew chief. I guess a couple of questions. First of all, can you hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr. right there? He's in second. Uh, I don't know. That's a pretty tough question. You know, it's going to be a pretty tough job also. Uh, he's got some fresher tires than us, but you know, only eight or ten laps, so... Maybe if he runs a few more laps, the tires will kind of equal out. We'll, we'll do our best. Can you make it all the way on fuel? Yeah, yeah. Fuel's not a problem for anybody right now, I don't think. You know, we could go about 80 laps, uh, green laps, and uh, we got fuel 75 to go. So everybody should be okay. Fuel not a problem. The big question now for Buckshot is can he keep Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind him? Tough job. And that is going to be a tough job as Dale Earnhardt Jr. has shown not only can he run up in the top lane, but he can get down to the bottom. He's getting great runs off the corner, so Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be a formidable enemy for the remainder of this race for Buckshot Jones, Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Tony Stewart, all drivers with a shot to win here this afternoon. Let's check back down pit side. 
Well, one of the outstanding young drivers in this race is Jimmy Johnson, the ASA Rookie of the Year. He's currently running in the number 11 spot. Steve Plattenberg, the crew chief on the Kingsford uh, Automobile. Steve, you've got to be very, very impressed with this young man. I know he drove for you once before, but uh, today an outstanding run. Yeah, that kid's doing a great job. If you give him what he wants in that Kingsford match like Chevrolet, he's, uh, he's just a nice kid. I mean, he, he wants to race, and we've just been working with the car all day long, making it what he wants, and we about got there. He just said it's about what he feels in the ASA car, so I told him he had 50 laps to go a Saturday night shootout to go do what he had to do. We're all going to find out if Steve and the crew have given the kid what he wants, and we're going to go here 50 laps to go from the number 11 spot. We'll keep our eyes on Jimmy Johnson. Other NASCAR action around the country today in Mesa Marin Speedway in Bakersfield, California, part of a quadruple header. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series will be tomorrow. The NASCAR Crack, uh, Truck Network will carry that show. The airtime is 4.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Mike Bagley and Dan Hubbard with all the action there. Prior to that, the NASCAR Winston West Series will run at Mesa Marin. That's tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time. All right, 51 laps to decide it. Pace car begins to pull away from the leaders. They have cleaned the mess up out at turn three. We had an accident with Kevin Grubb. Kevin is okay as the pace car pulls away now into turn three. Your leader will be Buckshot Jones. Dale Earnhardt Jr. shown in the second spot. Matt Kenseth is in third. 45,000 come to their feet at Gateway International Raceway with only 50 laps left in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. And they will come off of turn four. Nobody needs to pit anymore. Everyone here can go the distance. Carl Simmons holds the green flag in his fist makes the decision, holds it up high and lets it fly, and everybody's on the gas. And at the jump, it'll be Buckshot Jones crossing the stripe by about three car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth is in third. The charge is into turn one. Buckshot Jones gets a good jump on that restart. His car slides up the racetrack. Earnhardt Jr.'s does too. Trying to get around the left car of Bobby Hill Jr. Matt Kenseth pressuring Earnhardt for the second spot off turn two. Bobby Hillen's lap car stays down to the bottom. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will clear it as well as Matt Kenseth as they come to the third corner. Earnhardt plants the driver's side left wheels to the bottom of the track. Now let the car watch us to make it just a little bit. Matt Kenseth hangs on at the third spot as they hit the front stretch. Trying to take a shot to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. off the corner, but he can't get it done there. Kenseth races down the front straightaway. Now here's Purvis. He'll break out a line down to the inside of the lap car of Bobby Hillen in turn one. Trying to make the move happen. Coming into the corner. Purvis down to the inside. Hillen slides up to the outside as Hermie Sadler has a problem for the back. Almost makes contact with the outside wall. The leaders are headed to turn three. And Jeff Purvis, the fourth place runner, still trapped behind Bobby Hillen's car. And Purvis will come under challenge now. Tony Stewart opens up the inside lane. Stewart pulls even with Jeff Purvis in turn number four. But Jeff Purvis has a stronger line and he'll hang on to the position. Stewart took a shot at him to the inside of turn three, could not make it stick, and now falls back into line, single file. Buckshot Jones, still your leader. Dale Earnhardt trying to gain ground. Earnhardt Jr. running in the second spot. Matt Kenseth taking a different line down to the inside in third. The last car of Bobby Hillen Jr. there, fourth on the racetrack. Then they got Jeff Purvis, Tony Stewart, and Andy Santer all nose to tail. Nobody stepping out of line, but as I say that, the lapped car of Bobby Hillen looks to the inside of the third-place man, Matt Kenseth. Hillen can't make a move, though. He'll stay behind Matt Kenseth as now he comes under fire. And Jeff Purvis tries to get past the lap car, Bobby Hillen. We are past the point where fuel strategy is a factor. Now it's up to the drivers. Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt, Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Tony Stewart going at it at Gateway International Raceway in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 with 153 laps complete. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway, where just about 40 laps remain in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 
Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Tony Stewart in the top five. Buckshot Jones had enjoyed about a two-second lead before maybe a couple of laps ago. But over the last two laps, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been gaining. Looks like he might catch him, Dan. Well, you know, catching him is one thing. Getting him around him is another. And Earnhardt caught him in a hurry, but still is having problems getting around Buckshot Jones as he go into turn one. Matter of fact, Buckshot pulls away by about a car length, but Earnhardt's able to make it up in turn two. Earnhardt now within about a half a car length of race leader Buckshot Jones. They pulled away by almost a second over third place, Matt Kenson. Matt Kenseth says under fire now for the third spot as Jeff Purvis is there all over his back. Up front, the battle for the lead begins to shape up. Here goes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's a half a car length underneath Matt, uh, Buckshot Jones, and they're going to go that way on the front stretch. Little E stalking Buckshot off the turn, down across the start-finish line, just inches between the two as they race off to the first corner. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to make the move for the lead happen now. Buckshot slides up the racetrack. Here comes Earnhardt down to the inside, but Buckshot clips him off at the exit of turn number two. No contact, but very defensive maneuvers being taken by Buckshot Jones. Pontiac leading Chevrolet coming to turn three. Buckshot Jones will hang on to the advantage. He has got a mirror full of the blue Chevy of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Still nose the tail right in each other's tire tracks as they hit the front stretch. The Buckshot Pontiac has the straightaway speed to maintain the lead, but Earnhardt Jr. seems to have an advantage in turns one and two. These are very, very tight turns. Let's see what Junior does this time around. He shows the advantage again coming into turn two. Buckshot's car sliding up the racetrack again. Earnhardt not able to capitalize as much as he has in the last few laps. He falls off of Buckshot's back bumper by about three feet as they head to turn three. Perhaps Dale Earnhardt Jr. beginning to show some patience. Still a little bit of time left in this race. No need to use his tires up. Keep in mind, Buckshot's tires 10 laps older than Dale Jr.'s. They hit the front stretch. Meanwhile, a change for the fifth position as Andy Santer dove down to the inside of the racetrack in turn number three, got by Tony Stewart. And as Buckshot Jones and Dale Earnhardt Jr. come across the line, .1 seconds the differential there in turn two. Earnhardt's been trying to make the move happen for the last few times by, but he's not been able to do it. Evidently, Buckshot's been able to work in the outside lane here in turn two. He's making it work for him. He's able to keep Earnhardt at bay for now. The leaders work the way to turn three and four, these long sweeping set of corners. Buckshot now will go up the banking a little bit. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the inside, and again, Buckshot stronger off the fourth turn. As they cross the stripe, lap number 162 goes into the books. It's Still Buckshot Jones in the lead, but Earnhardt Jr. making it closer and closer every lap. They're into turn two. Those two have left third place Matt Kenseth by about a half a straightaway, and the battle for the lead again is a good one. Earnhardt in second, trying to take the lead away from Buckshot Jones, but he can't do it for now. A car length is the advantage for Buckshot Jones as they hit turn number three. Dale Earnhardt Jr. immediately closes that gap. He pulls it within inches of the back bumper of Buckshot Jones. Here goes Dale Earnhardt Jr. right in the tire tracks of Buckshot. A whisker between the two as they race off the fourth corner and down across the start-finish line. Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santerre. That's your top five, Tony Stewart. Dave Blaney, Randy LaJoy, Todd Bodine, and Shane Hall. That's your top ten. The leaders are off, too. It's almost like Buckshot Jones is toying with Dale Earnhardt Jr., sliding high, making Earnhardt go low. For now, they remain single file in three. Buckshot Jones giving Dale Earnhardt Jr. a piggyback ride through turn three. 
Earnhardt that close to Buckshot's back bumper. They're going to stay that way as they come off turn four. This time around turns three and four, Earnhardt Jr. backed off just a bit. He's trying to figure out how he can get around the leader, Buckshot Jones. He's tried the high side, the low side. So far, nothing is working. Those top two cars are about two and a half seconds in front of third and fourth place. That's the battle between Matt Kenseth and Jeff Purvis. Then farther back, Andy Santer, Tony Stewart, and Dave Blaney are having a three-car fight for the fifth, sixth, and seventh positions. Working their way down the back chute, Santer has a couple of car links on Tony Stewart. Dave Blaney now pulls right up under the back bumper of Tony Stewart in turn three. Can't do anything with him there. They're going to be content to run single file back to start finish. Buckshot Jones, meanwhile, has opened up the distance just a bit, about .3 seconds. As he races off to the first corner, Buckshot again digs in low on the defensive as he races through the turn. Puts another lap on Kerry Earnhardt, now closes in on Joe Bessie. The front two stay nose to tailgate, down the back straightaway. And the top two will swing to the outside. Joe Bessie keeps his ailing Chevrolet to the bottom of the track, allows the leaders to swing by. Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., your top two, have cleared lap traffic. They have clean air in front of them as they hit the front stretch. Third 35 laps left to the checkered flag, and Buckshot Jones is your leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. seems to be slipping back just a bit. He was right on the bumper by half a car length. Now he's as far as two car lengths back as they go into turn two. And as they come into the corner this time, Dan, looks like Earnhardt's car wants to slide up the banking even more. His uh, prominence early on in the race was to keep his car dialed into the bottom of the racetrack. That's not the case now as he continues, Earnhardt does, following Buckshot Jones for the race lead. Buckshot stronger at the end of the backstretch, but as they set up for turn number three, Dale Jr. able to close in a car length or so. Coming off the fourth corner, Buckshot able to get that advantage right back. Just about 33 laps to go as they cross the start-finish line. Let's run you down through the field. Buckshot Jones leads, Dale Earnhardt Jr. second. Matt Kenseth is third with Jeff Purvis fourth, Andy Santer fifth, Tony Stewart is sixth, Dave Blaney seventh, Randy LaJoy in eighth, Todd Bodine ninth, tenth is Shane Hall. It's Glenn Allen Jr. in 11th position with Ed Barrier 12th, Mike McLaughlin 13th, 14th is Jimmy Johnson, 15th Phil Parsons, Elliott Sadler rides 16th, 17th is Scott Hansen, 18th Bobby Hillen, 19th Tim Fedua, and 20th is David Green. 21st is Wayne Grubb, 22nd Mark Green, Mark Krogh in the 23rd position. Johnny Chapman rides 24th with Adam Petty in 25th. Jeff Krogh is 26th, 27th is Nathan, Nathan Butke. Patty Moise in 28th is Ashton Lewis in 29th. 30th is Perry Tripp. Casey Atwood in the 31st position. 32nd is Hermie Sadler. Mike Dillon, 33rd. Blaze Alexander is 34th with Joe Bessie, 35th. Eric Jones is 36th. Jason Keller, 37th. 38th is Elton Sawyer. Kevin Grubb posted 39th in the garage. Kerry Earnhardt out on the racetrack in 40th. The last three all in the garage. Linda Namick, 41st. 42nd, Joe Buford. And 43rd, Curtis Markham. We're at the Gateway International Raceway from Madison, Illinois in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Everybody trying to chase down. Buckshot Jones. Buckshot Jones continues to lead here at Gateway International Raceway just a few laps ago on lap number 142. Kevin Grubb socked the wall in turn three. And uh, Marty Snyder, what's the update there? Well, good news, bad news for Kevin Grubb. Good news is he's fine, he's alert, everything's okay. He has a little bit of a bruise on his sternum, though, and his right arm is a little bit bruised. They're going to hold him in the infield care center for a little while just to make sure that he's okay. They are not going to transport Kevin Grubb, however, to the hospital. Kevin is fine, alert, as we said, but a little bit of a bruise on his sternum and also a little bit of a bruise on his right arm, but otherwise he's just fine. 171 laps up on the scoreboard of the 200 that make up the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 with Buckshot Jones, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, and Andy Santer in command. 
Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway where the battle for the lead has taken a strange turn. Smoke begins to billow off from underneath the Buckshot Jones machine. Marty Snyder, what's going on? Well, he has not, believe it or not, not said a word to the team. And uh, Ricky Pearson, the crew chief, is trying to uh, talk to him. And he's talked to Buckshot a couple times, but Buckshot has said nothing back. And Buckshot just now radio the team that he doesn't know what the problem is. Um, we thought it might be a brake problem. Ricky Pearson shaking his head. They have no idea what's wrong with Buckshot Jones' car, but they are coming to pit road. Buckshot Jones has been black flagged by NASCAR as white smoke continues to billow out of the back of that Pontiac. And 45,000 fans stood on their feet as they cheered because Dale Earnhardt Jr. is your new leader at Gateway International Raceway. So Dale Earnhardt Jr. becomes the 10th leader here this afternoon as he shuffles down the back straightaway. And Alex Hayden, as he comes down to you, he's got a whole bunch of distance between himself and Matt Kenseth. Yeah, he does, Fred. I tell you what, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been outbreaking everybody coming into the third corner. Then he'll let the car wash up to the second lane. That has come into play very well here late in the race. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. strong through this end of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt Jr. crosses the stripe, puts lap number 176 into the books. Matt Kenseth is in seventh. However, Jeff Purvis is trying to make it interesting from the third position. Purvis trying to close in on Kenseth by taking a different lane. Kenseth's lane is all the way at the inside. Purvis is taking a half a lane up, and it's working. He's closing in on the second-place runner. About four car lengths is the distance between second-place Kenseth and third-place Jeff Purvis. Purvis now will pull in, make it three car lengths in turn number three. As Matt Kenseth works through the corner, Jeff Purvis right in his sights. Dale Earnhardt Jr. races off the fourth corner, and Marty Snyder, you were hanging down in their pit just a moment ago. Got to see some smiles down there. Well, there are a lot of smiles in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s pits. He's a little bit loose right now. Their concern is that they think Matt Kenseth is going to be better on the longer run. Again, with almost 25 laps here left in the race, they think Matt Kenseth could be better on the longer run, but for right now, smiles in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s pit stall. Buckshot Jones has pulled to his pit stall. He came in not under power. They pulled up the hood. There appears to be oil underneath the hood of Buckshot Jones' car. Ricky Pearson working underneath the car right now, trying to figure out exactly what the problem is. They still are not sure. Buckshot tried to fire the car, but it wouldn't crank. They are still trying to work on Buckshot Jones' car. Tough break for Buckshot Jones. Great break for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who was being teased about qualifying from the 13th position here this afternoon. And he said, no, number 13 may be a lucky number for me turns out to be very prophetic indeed. However, there's a great battle now going on for the fourth on back. This is between Andy Santer, Tony Stewart, and Dave Blaney. They're nose to tail down the back stretch. Headed to turn number three, Santer takes a little bit higher entrance to the corner than does Tony Stewart and Dave Blaney. Neither car right now wanting to jump out of line. They're setting each other up as they hit the front stretch. Just about one car length apart as they race off the corner and come across the start finish line. Here comes Santer. About two car lengths now. Santer has on Tony Stewart with Dave Blaney beginning to close on Stewart in turn one. That's been a high-speed accordion for the last few laps. It'll tighten up, then it'll stretch out, tighten up and stretch out. Right now, Santer is beginning to leave Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart has his hands full now with Dave Blaney. Blaney's trying to pull right up underneath the shell Pontiac of Tony Stewart. Can't do anything there, and here comes Buckshot Jones out of pit road. He'll pull right in behind this battle as these guys clear the lap car of Hermes Sadler off the fourth corner. We heard from Marty Snyder that Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s team was concerned about Matt Kenseth, that he might be better on the longer runs. Earnhardt Jr.'s lead was 2.1 seconds. It has extended now to 2.5 so that plays into that number three team's hand. Dale Earnhardt Jr. appears to be in control. Let's go back down to pit road. It's a tough break for Buckshot Jones and his team. They played the pit strategy perfectly. And Ricky Pearson, what was wrong with the car? Our oil line come loose. I don't know exactly why or how, but it was aluminum fitting. 
I guess what uh, it got hot, you know, aluminum swales. I guess it loosened up, backed off. Buckshot uh, probably headed to the garage now, but a short day for Buckshot Jones. Tough break. They look like they had this one in the back. 181 laps up on the scoreboard. Dale Earnhardt Jr. well in command. 2.7 seconds out in front of Matt Kenseth. Jeff Purvis rides third. Andy Santer is fourth. Tony Stewart is fifth. Let's recap some of the top stories here this weekend. The tight points battle between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Matt Kenseth. Well, it's going to remain tight. They're first and second. The new racetrack here, it's a tough circuit, but so far everybody seems to be able to get a handle on it. We've only had six cautions here this afternoon, most of them for minor spins and minor contact with a wall. We talked about that rookie points chase earlier today. Well, it's going to be Andy Santer holding on to that position. Santer has had a great run here today. He's running in fourth right now. Wayne Grubb is way, way down the leaderboard. He's going to run in the 20th position. Yeah, that's too bad on that rookie chase. Wayne Grubb not running a full schedule. So kind of at a disadvantage trying to catch Andy Santer. Of course, Andy running so well here this afternoon, currently in the fourth spot. Engaged in a battle with Tony Stewart and Dave Blaney. We've been caution-free since lap number 142. Right now, the field beginning to get just a little bit strung out around the racetrack as everybody looks towards Matt Kenseth and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and wonders, is Kenseth going to have anything for Earnhardt? Earnhardt seems pretty strong at this time. But the battle back for the third, fourth, or I should say fourth, fifth, and sixth position between Andy Santer, Dave Blaney, Todd Bodine also in that as well. Bodine having a good run in the seventh position. Continues to be a good one as they cycle around this racetrack. Just now coming off turn two and heading down the back straightaway. Andy Santer has that advantage on that gaggle of cars. Tony Stewart rides in his tire tracks as they swing outside. Put another lap on Joe Bessie's machine. Dave Blaney gagged up in that battle as well. Here's Buckshot Jones running at speed. He's trying to get around Dave Blaney's machine. Buckshot Jones running at speed, but it's uh, apparently a case of too little, too late. Tough break for that Alka-Seltzer Pontiac team. Meanwhile, Andy Santer holds down the fourth position just in front of Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart now trying to grab that spot away from Andy Santer. Not able to do it. Coming into turn two. Todd Bodine did have the seventh position just a moment ago. Coming into turn one, it almost as if like he steered left. Slammed on the brakes and let Randy LaJoy go. LaJoy now has the seventh spot. Move Todd Bodine back to eighth. That's the way they're going to run in turn number three. Randy LaJoy now going to contend with the lap car of Joe Bessie. Todd Bodine, a good five car lengths off of Randy LaJoy's back deck lead. Fifteen laps to go with Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Tony Stewart in the top five. 200 laps will make up the distance here in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Back with you here at the Gateway International Raceway in the shadow of the St. Louis Arch. 189 laps are up on the scoreboard, and right now Dale Earnhardt Jr., Seems to be pretty well in command with Matt Kenseth second, Jeff Purvis third, Andy Santer fourth, and Tody Stewart fifth. The distance between Kenseth and Earnhardt, 2.8 seconds, and Marty Snyder, I would imagine down in the three pit, there's got to be a lot of confidence there, but maybe a little concern as well. Well, they were concerned a little bit earlier, but Matt Kenseth has not made the charge. Everybody thought he would. Matt earlier was good on the longer runs. Dale was not so good on those longer runs. That has turned out not to be the case here late in the race. One of the crew members from Dale Earnhardt's team said this is the best the car has been all day long, although it is a little bit loose. This car that Junior is driving has raced three times this year. It's won twice. It's a pretty impressive race car, and they think it's going to win again today. Earnhardt Jr.'s lead had gone from 2.1 to 2.5. Now it's almost at 2.8 seconds. So Dale Earnhardt Jr. can afford to be a little bit loose. Matt Kenseth continues to ride around in the second spot. Third is Jeff Purvis. Fourth, Andy Santer having a great run today when you consider that Andy's best finish for the entire year was a 10th at Richmond. So they've got to be beside themselves and real happy so far with their fourth place position with only nine laps remaining. 
pretty good battle on the racetrack uh, between Elliot Sadler and Phil Parsons. They've been going at it pretty well. Also, Todd Bedine and Randy LaJoy have been having a good scrap for the seventh position. But right now, all eyes are on Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Matt Kenseth. The question is, can Earnhardt Jr. keep up that pace? Is Matt Kenseth have anything for him? Has he shown his full hand now, or does he have something maybe tucked underneath the deck? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been in this position six times already this year. And it's just, that's amazing because it's his second year in the Bush Grand National Series. Yes, he has great equipment, and of course he has the, the best mentor in his father, Dale Earnhardt. But here he is once again at Gateway International Raceway showing the way by almost now three seconds over second spot, Matt Kenseth. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming off the fourth corner when he crosses the start-finish line. He's going to post 193 laps up on the scoreboard. Earnhardt has been able to run pretty much anywhere he wants in the racetrack, Mike Bagley. It looks like he's been able to run down to the bottom of the racetrack and up high down in one and two, but right under you. You just stole my thunder. I was about to say the same thing. I've watched him run high. I've watched him run in the middle. I've watched him run low. He can run that car competitively anywhere he sticks it, and in the later stages, he's been able to run it up high, which means he can free the car up and free up the RPMs to keep the speed up in the corners. One thing Matt Kenseth has been doing, he's been keeping his car down to the inside of the racetrack. His line hasn't wavered much all day, but for Earnhardt Jr., he's been able to stick that Chevrolet wherever he's needed to, and it's shown off now as he leads with just six laps to go. Top four cars are pretty well spread apart, but then that battle for fifth is a good one. Tony Stewart rides in the fifth position in the Shell Pontiac. Dave Blaney has taken a couple of shots at him. He may try it again and turns one and two. That's two Pontiacs going on there. The Shell Pontiac of Stewart, the Amico Pontiac of Blaney. Single file off of turn two. Blaney stays in Stewart's tire tracks. They're going to stay that way. They're halfway down the back suit. Stewart hangs on to the position. Blaney right there, though. He'll close in within a car length and a half of Tony Stewart. They're going to stay in each other's tire tracks as they hit the front straightaway. Dave Blaney had a great qualifying run yesterday afternoon and posted a good time and ended up on the outside of the front row. Right now, he's going to back it up with a pretty solid finish. He's going for fifth. He's riding sixth as he heads off to turn one. Single file coming back into the corner. Stewart's car slides up the racetrack again. Opens the inside lane for Blaney. But Blaney slides wide, too. He's not able to capitalize. He'll fall in line single file. Both of these drivers trying to catch the man who sits four car links just in front of them. Andy Santer having a great drive today. Santer has three car links now as Tony Stewart. And Dave Blaney begin to pull in on Andy Santer on the front straightaway. Tony Stewart maneuvers to the inside of the racetrack, coming off the fourth corner. He'll ride to the outside now with Dave Blaney in his tire tracks. The battle for fourth, it's still a good one, heading off to turn one. And it tightens up more as Blaney really putting the pressure on Stewart to make a move. They're closing in on Andy Santer as Stewart and Blaney both wash up the racetrack simultaneously and stay nose to tail on the backstretch. Dave Blaney not wanting to make a move as of yet. He's sizing Tony Stewart up as they come to turn three. Blaney takes just about a wheel's length different entrance into the turn three, four area than Tony Stewart does. But Tony Stewart strong off the corner. Both these drivers, Tony Stewart and Dave Blaney, come to the Bush Series with open wheel disciplines. Tony Stewart, of course, an IRL champion last year. Dave Blaney, a 12-year veteran of World of Outlaw Wars, and now they're going at it in the Grand National Bush Series. They're into turn two. And now Tony Stewart tries to take advantage of a problem that Andy Santer had getting by lap traffic. While that happens, here's Blaney on the move. Blaney dives down to Stewart's inside. They make contact, going to three. Literally throw a blanket over this group of cars. Santer gets to the inside of Jeff Crow's lap car. Here goes Tony Stewart. He'll do the same thing, and Dave Blaney will follow suit off the corner four. Meanwhile, 
there is two laps to go. Off to the first corner. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He may have some traffic to deal with down the back straightaway. El- Elton Sawyer is the first car he will deal with. Sawyer drops down to the inside. Right now, Earnhardt Jr. has clear sailing to turn three. About a half a straightaway is the distance between the lap traffic and race leader Dale Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt very smooth into turns three and four. He'll let the car go up the racetrack a little bit. to come right back down in turn number four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. very smooth. No reason for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to push the AC Delco Chevrolet as he crosses the stripe to take the white flag. His lead is 3.5 seconds. He's into turn two. His blue and white Chevy comes back into turn two for the final time. Sliding up the racetrack, Earnhardt is on the back straightaway and on his way to the checkered flag here at Gateway. For the final time, Dale Earnhardt Jr. makes that run down the back chute. He'll set up for turn three and four. Earnhardt, nobody in front of him within 10 car links. Dale Earnhardt Jr. off the gas, feathers the throttle, and on his gateway to victory, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. 45,000 people have come to their feet, hands and hats waving down the front straightaway as Dale Earnhardt Jr. rockets across the start-finish line, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. Let's head down trackside. Well, Tony Yuri Sr., <laughs> you're talking to Dale Jr. You were worried about this one this morning, but it, it finally worked out for you. Win number seven of the season. Congratulations. Ooh, and AC Delco Chevrolet was tough today. Uh, we was a little bit off in uh, one or two corner down here, and uh, we we didn't want to mess the car up too bad trying to get through one and two. It was so good in three and four, and uh, we might have had a tough time winning this race. But hadn't had no problems, but uh, the only car on that racetrack we was racing that black 17 car. We just cannot get away from that man. <laughs> Robbie Riser and Matt Kinseth, they are, they are two tough people. We're trying to win this championship. Hey, AC Delco. We did it. Hey, Big E, it's your turn tonight. <laughs> Talking about Dale Earnhardt Sr. Win number seven for Dale Earnhardt Jr. here at St. Louis. A tight points battle remains a tight points battle. It'll have to move on to Rockingham to settle it just a little bit more there as Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins. Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Tony Stewart round off the top five. In just a moment, we'll come back and talk to our Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 here at the Gateway International Raceway. Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Tony Stewart round off the top five. Before we talk to Little E, let's head down to the gas pumps and uh, talk to some of the top five here this afternoon. First of all, let's check in with Gary Montgomery. I'm with the uh, guy who finished second here, Matt Kenseth. Matt, uh, congratulations on a great run. Not quite what you're looking for, but uh, you didn't let that number three out of your sights. Jeff? That was good, man. Lycos guys did an awesome job. Uh, that's just all we had today. I couldn't ask for a better race car. He just had a, a faster race car, and that's, that's the best we could do today. Best you could do, and uh, you didn't lose sight of him on the racetrack. You didn't lose sight of him in the points championship. No, I mean, all we can do is the best we can do, and, man, that's the yeah. best we've ever been in a flat track, so um, we're going to have to take that and go home. You know, it's, it's, it's a great run for us. We've never run even close to second on a track design like this. Our flat track program and short track program, we know needs help, and uh, we'll have a faster car for him next year. Faster car next year and a faster car next week indeed for Matt Kenseth. That is Matt Kenseth's second, second-place finish uh, in as many weeks. He finished second at Charlotte. He finishes second here at Gateway. He has three wins to his credit, but he doesn't make too much ground on the man he's trying to catch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., by my unofficial tabulation. Dale Jr. now has 4,121 points. Kenseth will finish the day at 4,014 points. So Matt Kenseth still embroiled in a points battle with only three events remaining in the NASCAR Bush Grand National Series. Let's uh, check in just a moment here with Marty Snyder, who hopefully will get a word from our winner today in the CarQuest Auto Parts 250, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
Well, for the seventh time this year, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins, and it comes here at St. Louis, and the Gatorade, and the uh, Coca-Cola flies everywhere. And we'll get a word with Dale Earnhardt Jr. in a minute. Let's check in with Gary Montgomery at the gas pumps. Well, I'm with uh, Jeff Purvis. Jeff, you finished third. You started third. You might as well not have run this race. You didn't accomplish anything. Well, we learned a little bit something if we come back. But, uh, but you know, little Earnhardt's been running good all day, and Matt Kenseth. They're hard, to, they're hard to run with right now. And, uh, you know, I had a good car, but I was just a little bit weak right through the middle of the corner through uh, one and two, and I think that made the whole difference today. I don't want to put down a third-place finish. It's great. You beat 40 drivers. I just met you. Started and finished in the third spot. Uh, great, great, great run for you, and welcome back. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be back. I'm, uh, you know, we just need to step up the pace just a little bit, and I didn't take it that you meant anything by the third-place finish. It's, uh, you know, that's pretty good, but that's not quite good enough. That's the words of our third-place finisher here this afternoon, Jeff Purvis. And a good finish it is for Jeff Purvis, and it is his fourth straight top-ten finish here in the NASCAR Bush Series since he came back from his suspension. Okay, now let's check in with Marty Snyder. Win number seven of the year for Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes here at St. Louis. How about that run? Congratulations, Dale. Yeah, we're really excited. It was a tough race. I thought Matt Kenseth had the better car. He sure drove uh, the wheels off of it. Um, but we made some changes on the last stop. Man, I didn't really know if it was going to help us enough or not because Matt was so good in one and two, and I didn't think I could get through there ever like he did. But uh, it seemed like to help the car, and uh, we were uh, um, fortunate enough or, you know, to have the double zero buckshot have misfortune, and, and it's too tough because they sure deserve some wins as hard as they worked this, this year. But that's number seven, and we just want to keep clicking them off. We ain't going to back down at all, back off at all, watching points. That ain't our game. We uh, – we had to run him wide open, and we won't keep that way. Your crew was worried about Kenseth. Were you worried about him? Do you think he's going to come up and make a run on you late there late yeah. in the race? I had my eye on him the whole race, just watching him, see what his car was doing. Yeah. Just trying to see if there were any flaws at all, you know, try to find a weakness whatsoever. It's, tell you what, man, it's tough finding him that kid. And no matter what you do, you can't shake this guy, can you? No, it's, it's me and him. We're right there together. And we're really having a good time with it. Uh, racing for points is I wouldn't rather you know, we had a good time with Mike McLaughlin and he still got a, a shooting a fighting chance at it and well me and Matt we're, we're, we're making a making a lot this a lot more fun and it probably uh, you know otherwise might be might be tough on both of us well, he gains a little bit on Matt Kenseth today that's the big picture the small picture win number seven comes here at St. Louis for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll open his pad by 10 points 107 will separate the two as they head to Rockingham. The Gatorade Front Runner Award here this afternoon at $2,000 went to Matt Kenseth. And Andy Santer, who finished fourth here today, will win the Ray Bestest Breaks Rookie of the Race Award. Andy Santer and Tony Stewart, we haven't talked to them yet. Let's check down by the gas pumps. Well, we've got Andy Santer standing alongside the Cherry Field main driver who records his best ever finish. Before this, it was 10th, fourth today. Andy, congratulations. Oh, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm just ecstatic, you know. Uh, the guys did a great job. I owe it all to them in the pits, you know. We, we're a new team, a young team, and uh, Nobody's really run the Bush Series before, so the, you know, on our team, and this, these pit stops were uh, something that were really hurting us early in the year. Uh, guys were running, you know, turning an 18-second pit stop, and we're doing 25, so we decided we had to work on that. That's just as important as the race car, and the guys changing tires did a super job. Got me in and out of the pits in the same position I was coming in, so can't ask for much more than that. I'm just real excited for Monroe muffler braking service and Dynamax performance exhaust. Uh, they stuck by me this year, and we've had some ups and downs, but uh, we're starting to come around. You know, we got our first poll a few weeks ago, and and our first top ten, and now we've cracked into the top five. So it won't be long before you're going to see that blue and yellow Monroe muffler and brake and service Chevrolet Monte Carlo in Victory Lane. We can count on it, right? And that main accent, uh, do that year again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's Andy Santeri. He finishes fourth here this afternoon. Victory was so close he could taste it today for Buckshot Jones. So the members of the media covering today's CarQuest Auto Parts 250 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $250 to Buckshot Jones. 
All right, let's check in with Marty Schneider. Hopefully he's caught up with our fifth-place finisher today, Tony Stewart. Well, we're trying to get over with Tony Stewart, uh, the fifth-place finisher today, who gambled on the fuel strategy, which paid off for him, and uh, see if we can get him to come out here. Tony, uh, fifth-place finish today. <laughs> Tony with a fifth-place finish today. Nice run for you. Yeah, we're pretty happy with that. I mean, the Shell Pontiac crew did a great job, and, uh, you know, we kind of gambled a little bit. Bryant Frazier made the call to, to stay out, and, uh, you know, we pitted – about 15 laps earlier than that and we didn't really uh we felt like track position was more important than 15 lap fresher tires so uh you know it was a gamble but it paid off for us a big gamble were you worried at all were you worried at all i know they weren't but were you well i knew on the restart when buckshot got by us uh, right away that that we might be in some trouble uh, you know the normally at the beginning of the run the pressures are down and um, you know he got by me pretty easy and and so did kenseth and earnhardt so uh you know, I was a little bit worried when those three guys got by, and then when Purvis went by, I got a little more worried. But uh, it seemed like after Purvis got by, it slowed down a little bit. So, uh, you know, everybody kind of had some laps on their tires at that point, and we held on. The gamble paid off for Stoney. Tony Stewart, he finishes fifth today. Fans beginning to file out of the Gateway International Raceway as the festivities continue down trackside. And again, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jeff Purvis, Andy Santer, and Tony Stewart, the top five in today's CarQuest Auto Parts 250. It's time now for the MRN radio broadcast team to vote on the Luxair Hot Move of the Race Award. Each announcer gets a nomination, and the driver with the most votes will receive $500 from Luxair Heating and Air Conditioning. Let's start out in turn one. Here's Mike Bagley. Well, Fred, first of all, I've got to give an honorable mention to David Green. If we remember back to uh, one of the cautions earlier in the event when uh, Curtis Markham and Tim Fito got together, that started when David Green had to check up in turn two. He had to slam on the brakes. His car was completely sideways, and he almost took out about 15 race cars. But my vote's going to go for Dale Earn Hart Jr. He started 13th. He had to rally his way up to the front, and lap traffic was not so kind to him on some restarts. He got pinched in behind the cars. He showed some patience, and also when Buckshot Jones had his problem while leading and the car was going up in smoke, Earnhardt backed out of the gas and let him take care of business in front of him, get out of the way. My vote goes for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Alex Hayden out in turn three. That same song over here in turns three and four as Mike Bagley had. My vote to Dale Earnhardt Jr. For a second-year young driver, he showed incredible patience. As Mike Bagley touched on when Buckshot's car went up in smoke, he did not force the issue like a lot of young drivers maybe would. Earnhardt Jr. gets my vote for his patience. Gary Montgomery. Well, I'm going to change the deal here just a little bit. Jimmy Johnson, many of us had never heard of the kid before. He comes here and does a great job running in the top ten. Had it not been for a miscue on pit road, which was no fault of his own, it came in just as a caution came out, the kid may have had even a, uh, a better run. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. Marty Snyder. I like it when my vote doesn't count, but I'm going to go with Andy Santer because uh, they did a great job today. Just absolutely terrific. The same car he had in Richmond, sat on the pole with, finished tenth there, did even better today, got it in the top five. Great run for the, uh, that young driver. I'll go with Andy Santer. Dano, how do you vote? I'm going to go with Jeff Purvis coming off of turn two at one point. He got that Landsnack Chevrolet absolutely sideways, but saved it. Went on to finish in third position here in today's race. That is his fourth top five this year. My vote goes to Jeff Purvis. I'm going to have to go with Tony Stewart here today. I think he ran a pretty smart race. He's been out of the NASCAR Bush Series, in and out of the NASCAR Bush Series over the course of the year, and uh, I think he put in a pretty good performance today, so I'm going to go with Tony Stewart, but it will be Dale Earnhardt Jr. with two votes who will win the Luxair Hot Move of the Race. It's now time for the MRN Radio Pit Reporters to vote on the Wagner Brake Super Crew Award. Each of our reporters get a nomination, and the team with the most votes will receive $500 from Wagner Brakes. Let's open it up with Marty Snyder. 
Well, I would like to vote for Todd Bodine and his team. They did a great job early on getting his car fixed. They had a loose condition on the race car. They pitted a couple times early and got a good finish out of it. But I'm going to go with Buckshot Jones' team. They put him in a position to win, and that's what this award is all about. They gave him the, the chance to win when he didn't really have the chance earlier because of pit strategy. I'll go with Ricky Pearson and Buckshot Jones. Gary Montgomery. Well, I'm not going to make it unanimous. I'm going to go with Nick Short. We didn't talk about Nick all day long. His uh, driver did, that uh, Andy Santer, and they talked about how pit stops were not their thing. They did a great job with pit stops. They did a great job in the race. I'm going to go with Nick Short, the crew chief, on the Monroe Muffler car. Mm, that's going to have to leave it up to me to make the tiebreaker, but I'm going to have to go with Buckshot Jones. Uh, I'll throw my vote that way. So Buckshot Jones will win the Wagner Brakes, and crew will win the Wagner Brakes Super Crew Award. Here's your final rundown for the CarQuest Auto Parts 250 from Gateway International Raceway. Your leader and winner today was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Second was Matt Kenseth. Third, Jeff Purvis. Fourth, Andy Santer. Tony Stewart was fifth. Sixth, Dave Blaney. Seventh, Randy LaJoy. Eighth, Shane Hall. Todd Bodine was ninth. Glenn Allen was tenth. Eleventh, Ed Barrier. Twelfth, Mike McLaughlin. Thirteenth, Elliot Sadler. Phil Parsons finished fourteenth. Jimmy Johnson, fifteenth. Sixteenth, Scott Hansen. Bobby Hillen was seventeenth. Tim Fidoa, eighteenth. 19th was David Green. 20th was Wayne Grubb. 21st was Mark Green. Mark Crow came home with a 21st finish today. Nathan Butkey was 20, uh, I should say 23rd. Johnny Chapman, 24th. Patty Moise was 25th. It was Jeff Krogan, 26th. 27th was Adam Petty. Ashton Lewis was 28th with Perry Tripp finishing 29th. 30th was Casey Atwood. Buckshot Jones came home with a 31st finish today with Mike Dillon, 32nd. Blaze Alexander, 33rd. 34th was Hermie Sadler. Joe Bessie comes home 35th. 36th is Eric Jones. Jason Keller was 37th. 38th was Elton Sawyer. Carrie Earnhardt was was 39th, 40th was Kevin Grubb, Lyndon Amick 41st, Joe Buford 42nd, and Curtis Markham 43rd. We only had six cautions here this, uh, this this afternoon, just about half of what we had here last year, and there were nine lead changes, make that ten lead changes among nine drivers. Well, that just about wraps it up here in Gateway. We'd like to Thanks some of the voices you heard this afternoon. Mike Bagley covering the action up in turns one and two with Alex Hayden of uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina, out in turns three and four. Gary Montgomery and Marty Snyder down in the pits. We'd like to also thank Tim and Sherry Taylor for their, their help up here. They're our production staff for the afternoon. Don't forget tonight, the Pepsi 400 MRN airtime is 7.45 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be a barn burner. And tune in tomorrow, the Dodge California Truck Dealers 300. The NASCAR Truck Network airtime is 4.45 p.m. Eastern. Well, that wraps things up here at Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois. The CarQuest Auto Parts 250 is history. Our congratulations to Dale Earnhardt Jr., winner of the CarQuest Auto Parts 250. For Dan Hubbard, I'm Fred Armstrong. So long, everybody. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.